Three, two, one. And we're live. Guys, it's the weekend. I know you look forward to it all week coming and meeting with us. We've got great stuff tonight. Kentucky Fried Chicken's got some new things on the menu. We're going to talk about the Houston Astros scandal. We're going to talk about conspiracy theories inside the sports world after we're done talking about the Houston Astros. And we've got many, many, many things to talk about tonight. Jeff is here. We're going to have some guests on tonight. Real quick before we get started, I want to tell thank you very much to Jeff Needs Help Podcast. They had me on there last night talking about our show, and that show will be out this weekend. So go check them out anywhere that you find podcasts. They really are trying to embrace the small podcaster and get their story out there and get people to maybe listen or watch things that they had never seen. We went over video chatting last night. So I think it'll be pretty interesting. Jeff, welcome back, bud. You've had a long week. I think this is going to be a great show. Let's get right into it. It seems as though Kentucky Fried Chicken has something amazing on their menu that they've just added. It's donuts. Donuts, yes. I knew that. Yeah. I, was, I didn't, you know, I was, I was letting the audience. Oh, oh, you were building anticipation. I was building anticipation like, well, what is it? Well, Got it. Yeah. Great job, buddy. All right, so KFC is selling donuts now. This article comes from The Nerdist, and it says, if the Popeye's chicken sandwich were a person, it would have already been declared Emperor of America. It's one of the most popular fast food items ever sold and a genuine craze, and everyone really loves it. Except that Popeye's chief rival, KFC, there are only so many fried chicken dollars to go around. And the colonel's army has no plans of going down without a fight. They're pulling out the big guns in response. Sweet, delicious guns to be exact. KFC is bringing its Kentucky Fried Chicken and Donuts combo to stores nationwide for a limited time. And just looking at them will increase your waistline. So first we're going to get just a look at it. I got to tell you, those do look absolutely amazing. I I feel myself because I'm trying to lose weight, getting fatter by looking at it, but... I don't know if you agree. I think they look absolutely spectacular. So I gained a pound looking at that, and I don't mind because it, 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 I can taste it. it the, the glaze on the donuts is, is rather amazing. If it's as good as a picture, which it never is, but still close, that, that, that's a – gosh, how many calories does that have, bro? Oh, man, you know what? I don't Mom know. And why would you, yeah, why would you even uh, ask something yeah, like that? Yeah, but you know, hey, you know, behind the scenes, we're like, hey, dude, what are you doing? You know, anyway, who cares? You eat it and you don't even think about it. I can't believe that you just asked that, though. How many calories are in it? It has been a long week for you. Let's take it a is. look at a let's take a look at a news article real quick about this. Here's the report on it. KFC is introducing what hopes it will be a new trend. Move over, chicken and waffles. The fast food joint now serving chicken and donuts. Chicken and donuts. Round of applause, please. You can order this Man. item as a sandwich, a Chick-fil-A uh, between two warm glazed donuts or as a basket with your choice of tenders or bone-in chicken with a donut or two on the side. Chicken and donuts, sandwiches, and baskets released nationwide on Monday. So he said that Chick-fil-A was selling these things. Oh, Chick-fil-A. So I don't know exactly what he was talking about there, but he definitely mentioned the wrong place, and I'm sure that's exactly what Kentucky Fried Chicken did not want to happen. No, I would think that's the absolute opposite of what 
they want it to happen. So, well, but you know, as a news anchor, I mean, I'm sure the other billion of them in the country might have gotten it right. So, eh, no harm, no foul. So, from what I hear in all these reports is that that it's not nationwide right now, that it's only in a few select places right hmm. now, and they're kind of trying it out. We're pretty um, fat in Texas. I want, I'm sure Texas has it. Well, you know, and here's the thing. I, I saw some of the YouTube. I went, of course, to YouTube to, to find some of the news footage. And it's funny that you mentioned that we're fat here. There's some crazy people on YouTube that do food reviews. <laughs> there was a group that actually went to Krispy Kreme and a Kentucky Fried Chicken and mixed them together to talk about it. What? Yeah. Krispy Kreme. Okay. I mean, right. I get it. They're, yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. to do the comparison, but it it did not. But you know, the tough. donut into a sandwich, that's been around for a while. I've seen it at some restaurants and some places. So I've seen it on some unique menus, but I don't remember where I saw that. So have you had the the Popeye's chicken sandwich? Of course. It's quite oh. delicious. It, I, it's the best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life. It is. It is the okay. So I'm not a spicy guy. I actually like the original mayonnaise or whatever the yeah the original mayonnaise pickles. That to me is the the best, better than the spicy. Just my opinion. And like the whole Chick Fil A comparison with two different sandwiches. The Popeyes is a traditional Southern fried chicken sandwich. You know, Chick Fil A is Chick Fil A. Two different sandwiches to me. They're both delicious, but two different sandwiches. If you had to pick, though, which one would you say is better? Chick-fil-A? Because, I mean, yes, they are two different chicken better sandwiches. Better just but taste, can... no other deal. Popeyes. Absolutely, hands down. Yes. Now, as far as service, and if it's available, and if, if it's not a chaos at a Popeyes, you might get one. You know that your wife stood in line for the rest of us in the office for like four hours to get us those chicken sandwiches one day. That was an exaggeration. I don't think it was because the first one she went to had like a robbery. I and, heard about it actually. And they had I to go they had to go to another Popeyes to get the sandwiches. And I gotta tell you, I didn't go out there and get them, but it was definitely worth the wait. Um, she did tell me about that and, and I actually got to taste one maybe the same actually, randomly enough, the same day she went and did all that. She's talking about it and I was like, Yeah, I'm late to the news. I don't do news anymore. But anyway. I should say that with our podcast. Boy, was that dumb. Anyway, um, and I happened to get a bite of one that day because my coworkers brought some in, and it was delicious. And I was like, I, this is worth all the fuss. And then about, I, I think so. I think it's yes. absolutely worth the fuss. The fuss, yes, but the crazy – I went three places one time, waited an hour in line for my son to get his first one, and it was, it was quite the chaotic experience. Still delicious. Now, here's what makes the Popeye's chicken sandwich so good. Yeah. It and makes it different than Chick Fil A. It's that spicy mayonnaise they put on it, and the chicken breast, or as some people may refer to it, the chicken titty that they put on there is way, way bigger than <gasps> the chicken breast or the chicken titty that Chick Fil A uses. Chicken titty. That's my new favorite term for chicken sandwich. <laughs> Well, listen, like your mom used to call oh, sausage. Chicken titties. Well, your mom used to call, well, she still does call sausage hangdown. Shout out to Betty Watson. Whoop, whoop. My mom called them chicken titties growing up. So Hangdown. Do you know yeah. why she called that sausage hangdown? Yeah, because I guess she said it looked like a penis or something. <gasps> My mother doesn't deal with penises. <laughs> Whoa. 
Well, anyway, maybe I tell not my you what, anymore, but I, yes, that's what you. Meant. I don't call it sausage anymore. It's hang down now. So it's, it's got to be hang down. If yeah. it's not hang down, it's not rice sausage. Oh, absolutely not. So uh, back up. to back to the Chick Fil A and the Popeyes. So as I was saying, the the chicken breast or the chicken tete that Popeyes uses is way better than the Chick Fil A one, and they put that spicy mayonnaise. And I don't know how they do it. But the roll or the bread that they put it on itself is better than the Chick-fil-A. Now, I will never turn away a Chick-fil-A sandwich by any means. So let me ask you this. Is the chicken tete sandwich the same as just their chicken tenders in a sandwich? Or are they different chicken tenders versus chicken tete breast? No, it's it's from every one that I've eaten it. Now I know that Popeyes for a while when they didn't have the sandwich was letting you do like the chicken tenders in there. Hmm. But ever since it came back and it's like in stock now, uh, I definitely know that it's um, it's uh, chicken tete now that they use. They don't use the tender anymore. Hey, you know, anything with uh, teats, you, you can milk. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Meet the Fockers, right? That's that's right. You get the reference? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, so by the way, by the way, ADD on you. Did you see my shirt? I did see it. Now you promised me last week you were going to stay focused. <laughs> oh, we talked last week. Wait. <laughs> Whoa, oh, oh. mind. Hey, so what are you drinking this week? Cause I heard last week it was like a nice Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. All right. That's what I thought you were going to drink tonight. You know, Sav Blanc. I mean, actually this is a, a Cav Saw. Cav, oh. Cav Saw. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. Texas Rangers, baseball just started. F the Astros, blah, blah, blah. Cheating sons of bitches. Yeah, rewind. Because, you know, oh, St. Archer, uh, not quite as beer. Have a little, little bit more kick. Beer won't blow me up. Not liquor. We don't need Jeff to be eating teats later. Just the right balance. I don't, I don't even know don't what that means. Don't judge me. I don't know what that even means. But Okay. Me neither. But so I'm you, trying I'm, out I'm this. Uh, I'm trying out this Saint Archer. I went and got it today. <laughs> it's supposed to have like the lowest carbs of anything. It has 2.6 carbs and 95 oh, oh, oh. calories. Wait, are you? Why are you worried about carbs? You just called me out with a sandwich game. No, 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 no. I didn't oh, oh. ask how many carbs or calories it had in it. I just know that it has low ones, and I have to be on low carbs. When right I'm done now. with that wine, I have truly. Oh, great! In this podcast, with you. yeah, that that is good stuff. So. Speaking of that, I talked to Ryan today about the new whiskey. Hmm. He promises we will have a bottle by next week. Okay. Is this coworker Brian? No, Ryan, that I told you was starting that whiskey company. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He meets with the distributors on Monday and okay. he promises me we will have a bottle in our hands by next Friday to try. Okay. That would be lit. Yeah, I, I'm really looking That's forward to it. That's what the young kids it. say. But. That's, I've heard that before. Matter of fact, I, I uh, was talking about that in the office today, all these words that the Lit kids use. Raw. Yeah, I heard your your kid is using wet. raw a lot. I've wet. never heard either one of That's those. That's wet. Like he's shooting a basket. Wet? Like like raindrops or? Like, yep. Wet. Oh, okay. All right. And I heard he's using raw like way too often. High pitch. Raw! Yeah, mine Shut use uh, mine use yeet, yeet. Yeah, that, I guess that's just an enthusiastic yes, yeet, yeet. 
We also use cap and no cap. Cap is lying. No cap is telling the truth. Okay. I don't know where any of these things like no cap, like for real, no cap. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. Like no cap. I don't know. Or do you know like what ghosting a person is? I take, he goes. Yeah. I do know what ghosting a person is. I kind of ghosted you this week. My bad. That's okay. I, I don't mind. I think that our relationship is past ghosting. So you forgave uh, me before I asked for forgiveness. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, you had me. I didn't hello. commit any. You know, I'm exaggerating, but whatever. You you had me at hello. So you know, now that we've talked about our favorite chicken sandwiches, Taze. the alcohol that we're drinking, our we covered uh, fi- penis fish last week, strippers, and now today. Yeah, now sandwiches. chicken today sandwiches. <laughs> so let's take a look at what's going on next. So I thought this was hilarious. I sent this to you. Pigeons with a Make America Great Again hats glued to their America. heads were released in Las Vegas. Let's let's look through the article first and then we'll kind of listen to it. Pigeons with tiny make America great again. Hats glued to their heads were released in downtown Las Vegas. Now, you know that before this happened, that they had a bunch of pigeons that were flying around Las Vegas with tiny cowboy hats glued to their head. Oh, and it became a big thing where the pigeons were flying into like downtown and they had, I didn't even know this was a thing until this happened. They had a pigeon rescue team come in rescue all the pigeons that had the tiny cowboy hats on take the cowboy hats off them and then release them back out into the wild without their cowboy hats now they've never figured out who is doing this who's putting the cowboy hats and the make america great hats on the pigeons but there is someone with a lot of time on their hands so what it says is that tiny make America great again hats glued to their heads were released in downtown Las Vegas this week. And what appears to be a sarcastic statement of loyalty to president Donald Trump and a mock protest of Nevada's coming democratic presidential caucuses, which those have already passed. And those were insane to watch. I don't know if you did, but a group calling itself Putin pigeons united to interfere now claimed responsibility for the stunt. Get it. Still don't know who those people are. The pigeons were set loose Tuesday, according to the group. Now, if you see the little red thing that I'm pointing at right now, that <laughs> is a Make America Great Again hat. So let's take a look real quick. I want to make sure that we take a look and listen to this news article because I want to talk about the person at the end of this news article and what she compares these pigeons to. And since his dad's at drinks, I think it'll be a viable uh, topic that we can talk about. So let's get into it and hear this news article. As these pigeons snack on scraps, this one struts its stuff. That red thing you see on its head is a Make America Great Again hat, and this pigeon <laughs> is not the only one in town wearing one. That's stupid. I just think it's funny. An underground group called Putin, short for Putin United to Interfere Now, is taking credit for releasing the flock of MAGA-capped pigeons in downtown Las Vegas. The founder says it was months in the making and done this week to protest the Democratic candidates in Las Vegas and to show loyalty to President Trump. I think they're funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. But Mariah Hillman is that? not yeah. laughing about it. Let's, let's go back to this real quick. Uh, a little further. Listen to this guy's voice, Jeff. To President Trump. I think they're funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny. <laughs> But Rahman is not. It's absurd. The whole idea is ridiculous. 
She runs Lofty. Is that a mole on her neck, Bunda? The Las Vegas Pigeon Rescue. There's a good chance that we might end up with a, a couple. And she's frustrated by the stunt and that there isn't a law that prohibits she a person a from doing something like this. It is not illegal. Pigeons are considered pests, so... Um, they won't do anything about it. There are a few city codes that involve pigeons, but a city of Las Vegas spokesperson says they're considered wild animals. There isn't anything on the books about putting hats on pigeons. Glue a hat to your head. Glue a hat to your kid's head. I mean, it's the same thing. You know, we all have a right to live free from harm. So it doesn't That's matter what kind of pigeon. animal you're considered sure. to be. You know, our language is what causes these animals to be treated like this. Hillman less concerned about the politics than she- Did she say our language causes the animals to be like this? Let's see if we can go back a little bit here. Our language is what causes these animals to be treated like this. Hillman less what? concerned about the politics than she is about protecting the pigeons. Okay. I don't follow that. I have so many questions right <laughs> off the bat. Okay, are we ready? Okay. How many cats do you think that lady has? 18 easily but they might interfere with the pigeons and i actually think that i saw a uh, pigeon poop on her shoulder right there where the no, well i, I saw that and it. i and i heard the pun that you was said. that a I mole said, i don't well i don't know i don't know her mega mole Not no, mega i got mole. it i got it yeah that that was uh clever so Perfect. another question that i have is these guys this putin group that say that it's mm. to protest the Democratic convention that's going on and that it's to show their loyalty to President Trump. Do you think President Trump even knows about this? Do you think someone told him and he laughed about it or what? I think Trump might have. Yeah, I'm sure he knows about it and he's probably retweeted it out and hey, can you believe how funny this is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Uh, so I work, let me just say this, sorry to cut you off. I work with a, <clears throat> a coworker. He is the biggest Trump supporter, and I'm leaving it right at that, is I've ever seen. It's, and it, it makes me laugh in every day. He's a great guy. I'm not going to go farther than that, but he is a diehard Trump guy <laughs> to, to the bone. It's pretty Pretty funny. So, if you don't mind, what are some of his thoughts? Um, you know, you know what he's he's you know his dad's a business owner, so a lot of what he loves obviously is just the economy and and, and how that influences our business. And um, they're old school people, very right wing, you know, to the book, uh, very conservative. And you know that just you know you have your far right conservatives and your far left, and you know your far rights can be quite entertaining. Alone. Just as much as your far left. Just as much. I share some of the same beliefs. Some I don't. I'm not as extreme on. But he's he's actually a good guy. And nothing. You know, when you think. You know, here's what it is. When you say you're a Trump supporter or you support Trump or whatever, there's an automatic negative connotation associated with that unfairly. And I think that sucks. Just to put it out there. But this guy, I think, really just likes the way he represents himself. Doesn't take crap from anybody. You know fights for everything he wants, says what's on his mind. That's really, I think, what really has gotten him in. And it's not so much beliefs. It's just the way he goes about it, I think. Do you think the other pigeons make fun of the kids with uh, the MAGA hats on? The, no, they're jealous. Or do you think they're the cool pigeons? They're the cool pigeons. I just want to know who spent the time to make miniature MAGA hats to put on pigeons. Putin. 
Well, that's no, that was no mishap that they called themselves Putin. Right. I mean, there, there was no pigeons united to interfere now. So, and, and they claim, they're the ones that claim responsibility for the stunt. They're saying, hey, it was right. Us. But no one knows who these guys are. And if you noticed in the video, when they're releasing the pigeons, the guy has like, it's not a guy Fox mask for the, you know, the anarchist and stuff, but it's definitely a mask covering his face. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering, I'm almost wondering if that's the guys that put the red cowboy hats on. Probably. I'm yeah. thinking, I mean, they already had measurements for the pigeons. <laughs> they already had them fitted and everything. I just thought it was really funny that they did that and that they actually thought that putting MAGA hats on pigeons was going to disrupt the Democratic convention. But naming it Putin is, is pretty ingenious. What do you think about this? Do you think it's animal cruelty? Do you think it is? Okay. When I read glued to the head, I did not think that was the best method to go about doing it. I'm sure this Pigeons United to Interfere Now educated themselves on pigeon safety. Maybe it was a light glue. Maybe it was a glue that kind of melts away. I, the glue, whatever, probably not the best thing and whatever, but it, it, I don't believe it's animal cruelty whatsoever. If anything, those pigeons got personal care and touch that they normally didn't get. Okay. I, I think that might be a, a, a little bit of a stretch, but I, I agree with you. Maybe gluing was not the best method. What I was thinking more along the lines were like an old uh, fez to, to get a little rubber band like the old hotel hats. And oh, yeah. yeah, just put them down, you know, like a, like a band member wears or something. Maybe, you know, to give them a little comfort. I think, I know, if yeah. they want to move them back, get a little wind on their head, you know. Oh, what if that band would have choked them? Oh, they flew away. They you know what? What, I didn't what even... if it would have just been, what if they tried to eat their band and it killed them? That's true. I, I've heard that you know? pigeons are not very clean. But you know, they're quite the delicacy, supposedly. Have you eaten one? Because I know you're a hunter. I have never had a pigeon, but okay. I do believe they are a delicacy in some places. Okay. Right. I actually, I'm, I'm, I look up in France. In, in France? France? Oh, okay. I get it. I, I say France. Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. I, yeah. Do you also say Target? No, I say Target. Okay. All right. So, you know, I, I agree with you. I don't think that it's, I don't think it's necessarily animal cruelty. I, I think that it's another attempt again to bring focus and it kind of takes the legitimacy out of what they're doing. Before I lose this thought, because it okay. will happen. Okay. What did she mean by the language we've created? I, I think what she's saying is, is that because she was saying that I know that pigeons are considered dirty animals and blah, blah, blah. And I think she's saying that in that context, how everyone talks about pigeons, that that has, this is what has caused it to come to this. That Maybe they downgrade the pigeons so much, like who cares if they're cruel to them? Right. Yeah. The, the, I don't know. She has a whole, she's the one, her and her daughter that rescued all the pigeons with the cowboy hats on. Oh, she's, she's a hero. She's something. I wonder if she eats uh, Popeye sandwiches. I, probably not. I'm, I'm thinking she's probably vegan. She looked pretty vegan to me. I, I agree with that. Yeah. She probably has a uh, mushroom burger. Or that impossible burger at Whopper. Or impossible uh, Whopper at Burger King. And I'm I, sorry. Ooh, I better be careful. She what? probably has a girlfriend too. Well, who cares? I don't care. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, while we're while we're profiling her, I mean, 
Ah, oh, okay. I get it. Hey, let's move on to the next topic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now you and I are getting ready to take a trip and we are going to St. Louis. And so I thought it would be interesting to bring this one up tonight. Airplane seat reclining. First off, what do you believe in it? Is it good? Is it bad? Should you do it? And if you do do it, how should you do it? Here's the deal. Here's how it works, quite frankly. If you're reclined upon, you must recline back. So what if you're in the back row and you can't recline your seat anymore? Pay for not being on the back row. Okay. That's the quick fix. But like me too, though, sometimes I'll have my laptop out and try to work. That's very difficult for the seat recliners in front of you. And I'm not the smallest of guys, I'm, you know, 240 pounds. It's quite a lot of muscle under these layers. Anyway, I'll even tr- don't do it. Okay. I don't want to make, I don't want to get ladies involved. I have a wife. It can be very hard to work with a bunch of recliners. It just depends on what kind of trip you're on. You know, if it's a weekend getaway, you're going to Mexico. You know, a lot of the business people probably do not like this, which a lot of those are the people that are flying on airplanes. So it's tough. I'm not always a recliner. I don't need to recline. My back, actually, for me, with my back fusion surgery, sit up. But every now and again, a nice little recline. But definitely, if the person in front of you is reclining, you probably are going to have to recline too. And that's what I go with. So do you think that someone should ask you before they recline, or do you think they can just recline? They should not have to ask you. Because they that paid for their a, ticket, right? Definitely a courtesy. And that would be more than... Actually, even if I didn't like it, I would say, thank you for asking do what you got to do. You asked me, that's cool. Just, I understand. Okay. All right. So let's take a look at this story about something that happened on a recent flight. And you tell me what you think about this person. Here we go. Invite passengers to sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. But Wendy Williams says this is what happened when she reclined. The passenger behind her punching her seat, then shoving over and over again. Williams has been tweeting for days. This unhinged jerk felt he could assault me. Social media lit up. You have the patience of a saint, tweeted one. But others said she started the altercation. Did you have to recline, asked one. Another tweeting, so he has to sit sideways so you can recline? Wow. Importantly, the video doesn't show what happened before or after Williams started recording. The airlines say they're investigating. But seatback etiquette is a common complaint as airlines squeeze their planes full of more people. It's helped to keep ticket prices low, but tensions are high. Well, his response was childish. Flight attendants say they see it every day. Check with the person behind you. Just be thoughtful of people around you. While Delta is cutting how much seats recline to protect passengers' personal space, American asked passengers to be respectful of each other. With more passengers and less personal space, it's very often the flight attendants who must keep the peace. So here's where we're at with this. First off, let's talk about just in general flying on planes. I think more and more these days that planes are getting as as much as they're getting bigger, they're getting smaller for people that are on the inside. There's less room. They are I agree that they're they're making more seats available so that they can make the ticket prices lower. But it's almost to a point where it's not even nice to fly on a plane anymore. Like, in order to have a nice flight, you have to pay a lot to sit up in first class. And I think the the biggest person, or the excuse me, the biggest airline that is at fault on this 
is Spirit One. I don't know if you've ever flown on Spirit. I have a few times. It's been not a good experience. Yeah, you could you couldn't pay me to fly on them. The last time that my wife and I went to Denver, we had like a seven o'clock flight on Spirit, and they waited till two in the morning to cancel the flight. Uh, and then told us that there's nothing we can do. We can't refund your money. You can get on the one in the morning or you can just deal with it. So we spent, I think, a total of like 18 hours at the airport. And I said I would rather walk to my next location. I don't care where it is before I would get on a plane like that. But I have a feeling that we're going to see that more and more. I, I, was, I was dropping my mom off at the airport last week. And there's some airline called Wow Airline. Have you ever heard of it? No. So I think that we're going to see this more and more and more with the airlines and it's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. You're not going to be able to recline. What is your thoughts on, on flying? Uh, flying. Uh, so, so my first time, make this my first time flying in my life was my first college recruiting trip to LSU. I left college station, Texas, puddle hop to Houston jumped over to Baton Rouge by myself, not afraid of heights, but still rough. Um, I flew a lot. I covered a large national territory for work for four or five years back from say 2010, 2014. And I got more comfortable flying, but even then, I don't know if it was uh, not so much a fear of dying or fear of anything, but I would get a little anxious when I flew as I flew more and had good experiences and you realize turbulence, turbulence, just the flight experience, I would, it wasn't a big deal for me from flying. But when it comes to comfortability and, and things like that, it really matters to me who I fly. And, and that matters a lot, not just the cheapest fare. Southwest is pretty consistent. You know what you're going to get. Everything's the same. Spirit, I, I haven't flown them enough to really know what they're, how they're set up and all that. We fly American for the most part, and we enjoy them. And they seem to have a lot of room on the new planes. The old planes have a lot of good technology. Uh, and of course, their hub here in Dallas, Fort Worth. So we fly them a lot and I enjoy, enjoy them. But flying for two means not a big deal anymore. I can sit back, I recline sometimes, not all the way back. Uh, and I try to relax and sleep. Whereas before, a long time ago, I wasn't able to sleep and then kind of relax. So I've, I've gotten accustomed to flying in a good way, I should say. I, you know, and that's the whole thing. I still, to this day, can't sleep on a flight. I just can't. I, I've always said, and when people ask me, why can't you sleep? Because I don't want to wake up to the plane crashing. <laughs> I, I mean, that, and that's as most basic as I can say. It's because I don't want to wake up to the plane crashing. I just, I'm comfortable in planes. I, for my job, I fly in helicopters a lot. I'm completely comfortable in them. But you know, it's not that I'm not comfortable in a plane. It's that I'm not, I guess I'm not comfortable enough to go to sleep. That makes sense. No, I can. And sometimes I'm not, it just depends on the flight. If it's turbulence and stuff, I'm probably not going to get comfortable with the sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's almost like a, uh, a relaxed awareness that just can't get you over there where you can sleep, but for sure I can relax and, and stay calm, but I can see how other people wouldn't for sure. We flew, to apply to Carmen recently with coworkers and whatnot. And uh, evidently one of them was pretty anxious when they flew and uh, had a lot harder time with it. But my wife and I, we, she's pretty relaxed too. She doesn't sleep a lot on planes, but she can relax enough too and, and things like that. So we're good. 
Yeah, I, you know, and I, I take care, I guess I can't say I take care of a lot of things. I watch a lot of movies and I really like that that airlines now, especially like American, Virgin, things like that, are putting the TVs on the back of every seat. Yes. I think that cool. makes I think it makes a huge difference. And especially flying with like kids and stuff, man, it oh, makes yeah. a world of difference to have that sure. touch screen. Even if they have their phones and their iPads and stuff like that just to have that screen there and it being different from what they normally have, it makes a world of difference flying. No, I agree with you. I mean, I don't have young kids like, you know, younger kids as you do, but yeah, like but I think your life. kid is prime age for that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. He's yeah. He is prime age. And I think the first time he flew is when we went of his life is when we went to Disney, what, three years ago, give or take. And, and actually, and he, he doesn't do roller coasters. He, he, he is scared to death of roller coasters, scared of all that. But he flew just fine. Flying didn't bother him. Yeah, you know, I I th I think it's just a thing now. Like, especially, I think especially these days that it's so common now. You know, flying is like like my kids are. You know, they've flown since they were babies. I and I mean babies, like where we were carrying a a child seat. Yeah. On, you know, I mean, I think it's just a common thing. I didn't fly like you. I flew a little younger than you did, but I think I didn't fly until like I was 13 years old or something. I think that was yeah. the first time I ever flew. You know what my mom and what made it probably more frightening for me, my mother, shout out to Betty again, wonderful mother. I love her to death. She's claustrophobic. She's feared, fear of heights. So I heard every possible horror story I could about Oh, Jeff. Oh, don't. I heard all the stuff that scared should scare the crap out of you. Um, that's what it was. So um, luckily, uh, there was a, a gentleman on my flight that was a dad of a, one of my buddies growing up. So he was relaxing me and whatnot. And uh, I think actually the that sounded was, that sounded super creepy how you just described that. Yeah. I was going for creepy. Yeah, he did relax. <laughs> well, you knocked it out. He of the put his hand on my on leg one. and said, it's okay, son. Do you need to go back to the restroom with me? Didn't know what that <laughs> no, Wow. This is really derailed. Well, you know, I was pretty naive at the time. And I realized all he wanted was to uh, tell me that he thought I shit my pants and that I probably needed to clean up. No, seriously. No, but uh, yeah. That did sound weird. Damn yeah, it. it it did. Jeff, you gotta you gotta check these things, you know. And going for, and going back to the flight, I I actually love flying because I think it gets you there quick. I don't really like driving a lot, so I think that it really gets you where you need to be quickly. It's a lot of it's a lot of hassle now, though. It is a lot of hassle, and I hate getting to airports early. Like I want to get there right in time to get on the plane and go. My wife's quite the opposite, and I I do what the boss says to do. But it was me. Just get me there just in time, just in time. Carry on, boom, go. Yeah, just sitting around the airports is not my thing. I would hate to be straight in for eighteen hours, whatever it is. You say, oh my gosh. Yeah, we we just slept on the floor of the airport. Like used yeah. our bags as pillows, before, and yeah, it, yeah, it that, was that's terrible. It was absolutely ridiculous. So let me ask you a question. This guy, you saw the video of him punching the back of the seat. Mm -hmm. And it, of course it said, and I was glad that it said it in there. We don't know what happened before or after she stopped filming or anything like that. We just know that she's been tweeting out. What do you think of that guy's behavior? So it looked like, well, was he just kind of punching the seat slowly over and over and over and over and over? His behavior was, he was a bully. Don't know what happened before that, but who was the 
celebrity that was in front of him that was getting punched. Wasn't it a celebrity that was in that? No, no, it was just a... Uh, who's the uh, the black lady that has the talk show that... Uh, Oprah Winfrey? No, it starts with a W. Uh, Wendy Williams? Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams, that wasn't Wendy Williams, are you sure? Because, no, that wasn't. But Wendy Williams had this same thing happen where she backed up... Well, I'm serious. I thought I saw Wendy Williams. Go pull up Wendy Williams real quick. Wendy Williams airplane. It's like a lawsuit. She leaned back. She said the guy hit her seat and she had back surgery. Now her back surgery screwed up and it's a huge ordeal. So it very much is the same situation, but Wendy Williams and this guy are in a lawsuit over it. Okay. Uh, no, I'll look it up. No, I look, I, I'm, I, let me I'm look it up. off the rails, dude. Just bear with me. All right. Let me, let me look it up real quick. You, you said that it's uh Wendy Williams airline is what I should look up. So yes. And that's the first thing I thought of um, when you showed me the article, which I probably <laughs> could have alluded to that, but it's okay. Okay. So here we go. It says that it was almost the video that you showed. I thought was the Wendy Williams video. Oh, do you know why you thought that? Because it was, right? It was a woman named Wendy Williams, just not the talk show host, Wendy Williams. Oh, really? During a January 31st American Eagle flight from New Orleans to Charlotte, North Carolina, a woman named Wendy Williams became involved in a dispute with a man in the seat behind her. As you can see in the following video that she tweeted earlier this week, the unnamed man proceeded to repeatedly punch the back of the seat, which she had fully reclined. And she said, here's a jackhole. He was angry and I reclined my seat and punched it about nine times hard, at which point I began videoing him and he resigned to this behavior. The other jackhole is the American Air flight attendant who reprimanded me and offered him rum. So... So you were correct that it was Wendy Williams. It just, just wasn't the, the famous right Wendy Williams. Williams. Right. I'll, you know, I should have picked up on that. This woman is white. Yes. Um, yes, she is. But, you know, here's the deal, Dustin. I'm listening. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm so lost in just being unfiltered and embracing some of my crazy. It's just coming out and I need to kind of harness that back in. I know. No, we we actually love that when it comes out. So <laughs> I feel so stupid. It's okay though. Wh why do you feel stupid? It's out there. I mean, just okay. because you said that woman was Wendy Williams, a talk show host, which they look nothing alike. I, you know, here's the deal though. I heard it during an interview on one of five through the fan or one of the talk shows I listened to, Wendy Williams, and I was like, damn, Wendy Williams is going, you know, which she just recently had like a announcement for like substance abuse and oh she's definitely on drugs i just yeah, don't like, think it's this woman yeah anyway this wendy williams is crazy too so okay all good so here's what i'm thinking if the airline offered him rum and reprimanded her i'm thinking that she was probably at fault i agree with that he was probably retaliating because it was just she was probably unapologetically just, yeah. And it, it, it was, seems to me whenever she says that this man decided, is there someone there talking to you? Because you just seem to be talking to the air every once in a while. Are you okay? My producer, my producer's on my ear. I just, I don't know. Okay. All right. So anyway, you, you see that she put that this 
Well, one, she called him a jackhole. She called the airline flight attendant a jackhole. And she said that he assaulted her. That, to me, is not an assault. That is not assault. Yeah, that's not an assault. I don't even know what it is. It's definitely not that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that at all. I, I think that this woman probably craves drama, and that's exactly what she got in this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I you know, like I said, I think if you lean back, you can – I don't know that I ever do, but I, I – I think that you could, yeah, I think that you could, you could ask. I don't know that I ever have asked to lean back and I don't really know of anyone that's ever asked me if they can lean back. Here's how I normally ask to lean back. You know, I just, just I push that button. I just, that's what I do. You, you go back that fast. No, that was an exaggeration for the sake of entertainment, but I just lean on back and don't apologize. I mean, do it nice. Hey, I'm coming back, big boy. Something, whatever. Okay. All right. Well, coming back, little lady. Like, like I said, I <laughs> I'm coming back, little lady. Granny, I'll be nice. <laughs> what year was that that you said that? Ooh, I would never say that. Okay. You know what? So, if you call a lady a lady today, that's kind of a negative connotation. I'm sorry. Like, hey, lady. Like some, uh, I've heard like girls talk about. Don't call me lady. Offended by that. What do you call them? I don't know, but you don't call them ladies. <laughs> I know it was very confusing. I'm so confused with you tonight. I don't know which way to take this. <laughs> a little, little, a little, uh, just all over the place. I'm just enjoying myself, actually. <laughs> okay, hey, I- I'm all for it. So no, but you know, uh, I was told not too long ago. I was like, "Oh, hey, lady, like, why would you call me lady? Like, okay, hey, girl, or." Hey, woman, you shouldn't refer to my sex by calling me like, excuse me, miss. I mean, like, what do you do? Would you say, ma'am? Is that not allowed? I I don't know, but I was not. Evidently, I said, hello, lady, and she did not like that. Okay. All right. So I'll have topic next week is why do we not call ladies ladies? Okay. So let's move on to the topic that you wanted to talk about tonight. I, I, I really want to see where this one's going to go. So oh, it's God. the Houston Astros cheating scandal. And you have been fired up for, I would say, conservatively about three months on the internet about this. So we need to talk about it. We need to get your feelings out there. What I want to tell you before we get going is I'm, I'm going to need you to stay focused and uh, hit your main points before you break them off. Now, I want you to break off into side points, but I want you to hit your main points first. All right. All right. Well, hold on. Let's, let's, let's look at a little bit of the video in case you've been living under a rock and you haven't seen anything about this. Let's take a look at some of the stuff. Let me take a look at, we're going to look at just them stealing some signs right now. And we'll kind of go from there from this. Now, I want to say that this comes from a guy named John Boy on on YouTube, and he really seems to kind of have his finger on the pulse of everything that's going on and stuff that I watch. He's been called in to talk about it, and he spent a lot of time like breaking it down. So he's going to show in this video uh, the Astros using cameras to seal signs. So here we go. So we now have a lot of allegations and confirmation that the Astros were using a video camera 
to cheat and steal pitches. And opposing pitcher, Danny Farquaad, don't know if I said that right, he said, there was a banging from the dugout, almost like a bat hitting the bat rack every time a changeup signal got put down. I found the footage. Let's watch it. Here we go. You since used. Bang. That one was very slight, but he takes the changeup. Now, Farquhar looking good. Let's see. Fastball, no bang at all. Takes it. Next pitch. There's the changeup. Bang, bang, takes it. There was the off speed. Now, it's like, wait, what? What's going on here? Now, look. Fastball outside. So quick, two signs. Geared up for the fastball, fouls it off. Next pitch, change up. Bang, bang. That sequence is so upsetting. There's no way that is done without technology. How fast they get the bangs after the sign goes down. Watch it again. It's so fast. That's, I mean, just upsetting. Now they try to do sequence. Outside fastball, no bang. Tries to foul it off. And then steps in again. Call for the changeup. Bang, bang. And Farquaad steps off and says, can you hear it? He's like, hey, they got the fucking signs. We got to change this. So he goes on. This is super upsetting. I love tip pitching and finding someone's tell and all that. This is happening so fast that it has to be done with a camera and it sucks. Okay, so let's let's start there real quick. Give me your thoughts originally. Now, I've been, since you had me look into this, I've been watching a lot of videos about it and stuff like that because I've told you before, I'm not a huge baseball fan i think it takes a long time to do so i've been i've been watching a lot of it uh just videos and people breaking it down and things like that overall your opinion on just this cheating because you had sent me a video that you said to watch tonight and it was i think it was one of the most interesting ones that i watched and they said yeah. that the players are more mad about this houston yeah. astros thing than they are about the steroids yes Yes, and I, I think that here. So I think I I joke. So I jokingly give Houston a hard time. Houston sucks, you know, whatever. Uh, and it's not like oh I hate them, but of course they're the rivals of, of Dallas Fort Worth, and I have a lot of friends and family that live in Houston. It's it's in close proximity to College Station. So and yes, I can tend to want to rile people up from time to time, or at least spark a conversation. And it's not from like true hatred or whatever, but it's 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 in good fun. But this I feel very strongly about, and I do have a lot of friends and family that are Houston Astros fans, and I get it. They they built something up. They were in the, the the doldrums. They were in the basement of baseball. They drafted and farmed their way up to the top, and they they put a great product on the field. They have a lot of talent. They have a sustained talent. More power to them. Good at good looking out. This is a serious offense. Sign stealing in baseball is a common thing. That's why there's signs in general. Hey, bunt, you know, hit run. If you can steal signs in real time in real baseball, that's part of the game. That's that's uns, you know unspoken rules. Go for it. To use technology to help your hitters and dramatically affect the 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 game itself the camaraderie, the trust, the, the sportsmanship, 
it is a travesty. It is one of the worst things I've seen in a long time in, in professional sports. I think what's frustrated me the most and why I'm probably upset is I see so many Astros fans have gotten in conversations with them on Facebook. Hey, oh, you're just a hater. And, oh, they didn't do, you know, they admitted in 2017, but they didn't do the wired up, wired up mics or the, the set where it buzzes, the buzzers, excuse me. And it's such a crock of crap to hear them excuse it. Oh, I just entertainment. I grew up with the Astros and I just love them and I'll never quit on them. These are people in total denial. I get it. They're Astros fans. They love going to games, all that. But if you are really a sportsman and you appreciate the game and, and playing it by the rules, this is a crock of shit. It is terrible for the game. That's why all the players reported to camp and the players – that should tell you something more than any rate. I'm pounding the table. They're offended. Mike Trout, the best baseball player in baseball, came out and was like, I'm not happy with the, the, the punishment. This is not right. The players knew what they were doing. The player, This is a player-driven league. The players knew what they were doing. And to have the advantage of being tipped off by pitch, I mean, my gosh, that is a huge factor. Yes, you got a field. Yes, you got a pitch. And there's nothing, you know, they did that well too. But – this is serious. It is, I believe the players should be punished. They already fired the coach. They already fired the GM. Actually, the Mets coach, Carlos Beltran, was fired because he was on that team. The Boston Red Sox coach, Joey Cora, fired because he was a part of that. Everyone's held accountable but the players. And the players were the one executing the plays and in the game. The coaches are scapegoats. And that's the way I think Major League Baseball wants it. Conspiracy theory. They're putting a gag order on all these people, conspiracy theory, to not preach out and call players out. The players are the remaining players in the league. Across, They're going to be the ones that bring this to fruition and make this something Major League Baseball cannot ignore anymore. There are consequences for your actions. You won championships. You did these things that were against everything good in Americana sports. It is terrible cheating, lying, now denying cheating liars. I despise it. It makes me hate Houston worse because of it. And the fans that don't understand that blah, 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 chirp, chirp, chirp. Oh, it's entertainment. You're living in denial, my friends. Sorry. Get with it. Astros suck. Okay. Well, that's a lot to take in. So here's the thing. Keith brings up, and we're going to bring Keith on in a minute. Keith brings up a good point, though. They had a better batting average on the road. I'm not saying that they didn't cheat and stuff. And I agree with you because everyone says those things like it takes fielding. It takes all those different things. It takes coaching and things like that. And as far as I can tell from everything that I've seen and everything that I've understood, there really wasn't a punishment for the team. No. I mean, There's there been, wasn't like and, they and don't. Astros didn't have to fire AJ Hinch. He was suspended for a year. Well, but the, the but what I mean is like fire. they didn't ask for the trophy back. They didn't no. ask for the rings back. They didn't ask for the nope. bonuses back. And they said they even went so far as to say that it would be harder to ask for all that stuff back than right. it would be to just kind of, of course, to sweep it under the rug. It would be easier. Here's my thing, though, and here's where I don't have as much heartburn about it. If you look at professional football and you look at the Patriots, 
I think that is the most cheating team in the NFL. They've been caught numerous times. No one's ever really received any backlash from it. They have a ton of Super Bowl championships. I think that it happens in I think that it happens in baseball, in basketball, in football. I think it happens in all those arenas. And when we look at it, I don't want to say it's just a part of the game now because cheating should not be a part of the game. But I almost play devil's advocate to you and ask, is this just the advancement of everything that's going on? Like you said, sign stealing has been a thing forever, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now we're just moving with technology for sign stealing. Yeah, but this is, you know, you still have to hit the to ball involved in the game. Technology as far as like reviewing plays, I can get that and for that. But technology, uh, which is against the rules in Major League Baseball, just specifically, this, this, this is winning at any cost. And people say, oh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, all this. This goes beyond the morals and ethics, in my opinion, more than anything. And that's what disturbs me. It's How is this different? It, but once again, devil's advocate. It may not be different, How, but a cheater's a cheater. Screw whoever else is cheating. You just, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. What I'm saying is how is this different than the Patriots? Um, they had people in the stands Spygate watching plays. The Flategate's a joke, but Spygate? Yeah. Spygate was, if I'm not mistaken, recording uh, what the, the plays, the practices of plays are going to run. Right. There was no in live, oh, we're listening to what they're calling right now. That is what you would compare it to. Hey, we know right now during the game, we've tapped into their system. We know exactly what they're running. So that's the difference. That's okay. A well, huge difference. Okay. You can prepare. I mean, you if have you know, so much- listen, 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 though. If you know from the, the practice tapes and all that kind of stuff, if you know if they line up like this, they're going to do this. It's the they same already thing have as knowing it live. Film. Look, they already have enough game film on that. <clears throat> or they already know that. Both teams know – they have so much time prepared they know each other. I understand. I don't think it was a good I, – I, I don't agree with what the Patriots did. But the advantage it gave them was nothing compared to what the Astros were getting – in a game live. And what's a misleading stat, or I would like to know is, yeah, their uh, batting average might have been higher on the road, but what about their slugging percentage? What about their home runs? What about their doubles and triples? What about their hits while, base, you know, the, the advanced analytics? Don't just say, oh, their average was higher on the road. No, I want to know all the stats versus verse, you know, versus which one. Because if you just throw, oh, their average was higher, well, yeah, but they might have hit a billion more home runs at home. Okay, and, and and I I agree with you there. Here's what I'm saying about it though. Is when you look at not just the number of yeah their batting average was higher when it was on the road. I I agree with you whenever you say, you know, did they hit more home runs? Did they do this? Did they do that? I I'm in agreement with all of that. And I guess the problem that I have with it is no one really had a problem when everyone was taking steroids, when McGuire and Sosa and all those guys were banging out home runs, because what was the argument that everybody used them? It was good for the game. It was entertaining. But there was another argument. Everyone said, 
but you still have to have the the. You still have to hit the ball. Hit the, exactly. Hit the ball. So right. even if you're stealing signs, is that not the same thing? You still have to hit that ball. It is. It, it, it is close. But performance in here in steroids, I mean, it's so unpredictable how much it really helps, how much it didn't. Maybe it gave Oh, come on, Jeff. I'm talking individually. It's, it's hard to say this player took it and this player took it. Uh, but it benefited one player more than the other. Yes, it helps strength. You know, if you can hit a ball 10, 10, 12, 15 feet farther than you ever could before, that makes a huge difference if you're hitting one of the wall. You know, your average little uh, pop-up can be a home. I totally understand that. Get it. But I think what this is is such a deliberate cheating against other players in a way that, Pitchers and stuff, I think they are the ones that are so outspoken. Look, part of this, part of how I feel, let's look, part of how I feel is it's the Houston Astros, and they think they're too hot to trot. They won a championship 2017. Um, this year they almost won a championship with buzzers on their freaking chest, and, you know, who knows what they're doing. Uh, that guy didn't take his shirt off because he had a tattoo. Exactly. His wife was going to get jealous. Oh, he, yeah. come on. He's a little man. Who's going to get jealous of that shit? Anyway, I get it, but I, maybe it's part of just – there's an arrogance to Houston fans or arrogance to the Astros right now that they won, they they made it, and, boy, their crap didn't stink, and they're, they're the Patriots. No, the Patriots the Patriots. You're the Houston Astros. You know, I'm not trying to put them in their place, but I just do not appreciate all the, the deflecting and the, oh, it's not that big of a deal, and I'm a fan no matter what. You know what? You're fan. You should be disappointed in your team. If the Rangers did this, I would be pissed off. I would be upset. And I would, yeah, it would affect me greatly with my opinion of my hometown team. And there should be more of disappointment. And you know what? Maybe we cheated. Maybe we didn't earn it. At least acknowledge how big of a deal it is. The punishment, you know what? Major League Baseball is almost done. But I really think it says more about the players, the Mike Trouts. The, those people being so upset, that tells the story. The fans are the fans. They're going to be hometown supporters. But the players being not upset, I think, is, is something. And LeBron James, actually, you know, the great LeBron James, um, he even tweeted about this and how big a deal it is to the players. And that Major League Baseball says, uh, listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I'm a sports fan. And I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title – and I found out about it, I would effing be I would I'd be effing irate. I mean, like uncontrollable about what I would do, James said in part of a two in two tweets. So when you get players of his caliber and even in a different sport, to me, that shows and tells just how awful this is. Football, recording practices, honestly, yeah, they're gonna have some things in the playbook that might be different and this or that. But they're having to look at probably 2,000 snaps of a football year to figure out what these guys are doing. What is a practice film really going to do for them? I mean, to me, polar, different, well, not okay. even in the realm of the same. All right. So let's take this. I'm going to do a three-pronged question to you, okay? okay. The first part's going to be the easy part. You were a college quarterback. Okay. You've played football a lot of your life, probably mm -hmm. half your life, don't you think? Yes. Okay. Being a quarterback, if 
people had an advantage to get to you quicker, if people had an advantage to know what you're doing, does that not mess up your game? Does that not mess up your stats? Here's the deal. It, I don't want to get too, too deep into this, but there's a lot of offenses and teams. They execute what they're going to do. They, you know what they're going to do because that's what they do. Stop me, bitch. Stop the run. It's coming down your throat. Or we're going to do this play. When we're lined up like this, we're doing it. The game film doesn't lie. That already exists. But there are some things that I would be upset about. I mean, if it's still in signs or whatnot, football is just a different. I understand you're doing analogy, but I think it's completely different. Okay. I think if baseball, I played baseball in high school, and for a long time I was better in baseball than I was football growing up, this would bother me. And if, if, if I was a pitcher and I knew they were doing it, I'm surprised they didn't get doinked and hit a lot more often. You know what I'm going to be interested to see this year? And I know you have three questions here. There's going to be a lot of retaliation going on in baseball against the Astros, and it's not going to be pretty. Okay. So let's get on to the next part. You have very much stated, and I think you would agree, whether that be on the internet, whether that be on the show tonight, you hate the Houston Astros. I mean, let's be real. You hate the Houston Astros. It's not that I hate the Houston Astros. Um, I'm annoyed by the obnoxiousness of the fan base and the total disregard for really what's going on. <clears throat> I don't hate the Astros. I grew up liking the Astros. But I despise them now <laughs> because of the lying and the cheating. But I, I just – the fans, their crap don't stink. They just started winning in the last few years. and there's the best thing that ever happened to baseball. Okay. And that's annoying. So here's my question to it. Do you think you're harder on them because you don't like them? Absolutely. So you, you would say that your judgment is a little blurred on it. Absolutely. My judgment is skewed and probably more severe because it's them. Okay. Now here comes the second part of the question. We saw that there essentially was, we've said this, there essentially was no <clears throat> punishment to them. Right. What's your punishment? You're the commissioner of baseball. What's their punishment? My punishment is you strip the title. There is no champion for that year. You don't just give it to someone because okay. they're the whatever. No, nobody gets it. Even because you lost the World Series, you don't get it either, you losers. Even though you lost by some cheating. Because, you know, how do you qualify the cheating? But doesn't that possible? fuck that team the exact same? Yeah. That they did? They did. But they don't get awarded a title regardless. There is no title for that year. It's stripped. It's gone. And Major League Baseball's probably already figured out who's used the system and who didn't. Many of the Astros that used the system, from what I understand, in 17, weren't on the team in uh, 19, this past year. In this past year, supposedly, they took it to a new level, and they, you know, which wasn't on there, is they're supposedly wearing the buzzers like look like a band-aid under their uniforms and would buzz them instead of the trash can bang it was a buzzer and it might have even more here's the deal it might have even been more precise like not just off speed versus fastball slider change up fastball splitter if you knew the exact pitches coming and they could zap you to that that's even more crazy advantage than just off-speed fastball. Off-speed could mean three pitches for a pitcher. I think the buzzer, which they're denying because it wasn't officially every – only thing they're admitting to is the 
the 2017 stuff. 19 stuff, they're in total denial. The longer this goes, the deeper hole they dig. And the people speak out, and I think it's going to get worse and worse as the year goes on and as we approach the start of the season. But the whole buzzer bandage thing, to me, is even a worse deal because they might have gotten more precise with what was coming. Well, here, uh, you know, I just saw this just now. Jeff from the Jeff Needs Help podcast has said that, and, and I kind of agree with it. You, you agree with him because you said football is a bad analogy to use against this. And I think his analogy was pretty good. He said, what if a boxer knew what punches were coming at them yes! before they were thrown? That is a really great analogy. The only problem that I have with the logic, and of course, like I said, I don't give a shit because I don't like baseball anyway. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, it, it makes no difference to me. Yeah, I got you. The way I look at it, and I think it, I, and, and I preface this by saying that this is the way I look at it because cheating's cheating to me. Yes. Whether it's football, whether it's boxing, whether it's soccer, whether it's baseball, cheating is cheating. And if we're going to, if we say, we're going to strip the title of the Houston Astros for what they did. It's no different than the Patriots. Whether you look at Spygate as a big thing and Deflategate as a small thing. I think it's much different. I don't even think it's in the realm. Cheating's cheating, though. You're right. Not help them win the championship. Cheating's cheating. But honestly, it's like uh, they may not even hard to even – I mean, who knows what they – that tape actually might have been, screw that. We we don't know how to – I mean – Filming some practice tape or a walkthrough in a stadium, you know what, scouting and, you know, even when I was in high school or college, there was always rumors, oh, so-and-so's in the stand taking pictures and blah, blah, blah. You know what? You don't know what we're running on that day. You don't know what we called. We have multiple plays from this set. We have multiple plays from this personnel. You can't even compare. Not even even close. Not even close, yeah. Okay. But – I see your point, and you're not as I'm not as not passionate as, about you. You don't and have that's as many why. strong feelings as I do, so you're Absolutely. in the middle. Like, hey, let's just call it like it is. You're right. Cheating is cheating, but I think this de- this degree of cheating with intent in the, the rumors that came down from the GM, which the Astros coach had an interview on ESPN I think the other day, his first time speaking, AJ Hinch, and I think he'll be hireable soon. It, it may take us some time, but. He supposedly got mad and broke a monitor because he didn't want this to go on. I think it came from the GM, and I think the players participated, some willingly, some, oh, I'm not going to do it, but probably use it to their advantage. And it's hard to identify who really did and who didn't. And that's the thing is they could say, the GM ordered it, so if you didn't do as he said, you weren't going to play. Well, then all the players are off the hook. And I think Major League Baseball and the Astros are going to do everything they can for these players to not individually be punished and indicted because it's going to set a precedence that they don't want, that you have cheating player. You know, you went through the steroid area, you went to the court bats. Some of that's all in good fun. Oh, uh, pine tar, uh, too high on your bat. George Brett, famous home run in the playoffs. Home run called off, too much pine tar at the bat. Uh, old uh, Phil Necroy, the old Astros pitcher. Little, little Vaseline, maybe, on the ball cap. A little – file down the ball so I can throw that curve or that knuckle. Some of that is all cheating. But this, with technology going out of your way 
to go to the extreme of extremes, not in game, outside of the game, bringing it into the game, that, my friend, is one of the worst things in sports. And I hope this is only the beginning for him because, yeah, I feel passionate about it. I love baseball. Baseball has so many rules within the rules, unspoken rules, a lot like hockey, fighting. Uh, if someone throws inside, a pitcher hitting another batter. It's got so many cool, traditional, unspoken rules. I love that's what I love about it. And I know I'm 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 speaking a lot and I'm being passionate, but I do love that, you know, peanut gallery and 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 going to the game. It's all an experience. And yes, they're long and sometimes hard to watch on TV. I'll give you that. But you know, when I visited Fenway Park last year and I visited Wrigley. I could imagine it being back in the 30s or 40s and the popcorn smell and everybody smoking cigarettes and cigars, playing baseball and the organ playing. Uh, Americana, American pie, Midwest, just I was in awe nostalgic and this stole some of that for me and that's what I'm so pissed about. And, and, and I get it, I, rightfully so. So I talked to a buddy of mine, Keith, and he wants to come on and – I don't know necessarily make a lighter, but he's a big conspiracy guy. I love that. And he thinks that conspiracy goes way deeper than just the Houston Astros. He thinks it, mm -hmm. it melds into a lot of different things. So I want to bring him on and I want him to talk about exactly what he thinks is going on. I think he's going to talk about the Michael Jordan error and some other stuff in the history of sports that I personally never thought of but i gotta be honest before he comes on i haven't thought of a lot of the stuff that he has said so or a i lot. haven't thought of a lot of the stuff i've said tonight no no you i i get no, listen i get it you're completely passionate about that i think that it's good though that that i don't feel the same way because if we were talking about uh, football or soccer or something, I might be more passionate about it. I just, being honest. Well, I mean, let me ask you this before you bring them on. Okay. If you found out, I mean, you watch the World Cup, right? Yeah. You love soccer. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you watch, you know, European leagues or whatever. If you found out that the other team bribed the officials to give red cards out for the best players, how would you feel about that? Well, it would piss me off, but once again, I think that's a bad analogy. Red cards are going to get you booted from the game. And you that means got, their best players are gone. I understand that, but but it's <clears throat> different than what these guys did. You're booting a player from the game. No one got booted from the game. Mm, the pitchers got railed for knowing what was coming. They got I mean, pulled. I know. Anyway, bring your dude on. I'm sorry. Well, I, no, I, I'm I'm waiting for him to to link up. So, what's this gentleman's name again? His name is Keith. Keith, this seems yeah. like it's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I and 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 I think so. Jeff has said that he can't wait until you come on his podcast and talk. So, I would love to do that. Yeah, he's a he's a big sports guy. He has a sports podcast too. So, uh, it's mostly football. I I definitely think that you should go on there just make sure that um you don't sell over to him and be a co-host on his you know because we'll never do that 
Yeah, I would be. Well, you know, if you look at the first 30 minutes of this podcast, I don't think I'll be desirable. Oh, no, you're always desirable. Mm, I hear that often. (laughs) Really? Who do you hear that from? Myself. Okay, I, I get it. I tell myself that a lot. I get it. All right, so we're trying to get him. He looks like he's coming in. Yeah, I hope this is working. Can you guys yeah, hear? no, I can hear you. I just can't see you, man. Oh, I, I, you know what? It's not using my. Uh, well, let me see what. Uh, why is it not coming on? One second here. Jeff, do you want me to send you a link too? And uh, if you if you send me a, a Facebook message of what email to send it to, I'll send you and bring you in on this too. Me? No, not you. I've been saying Jeff the whole night, man. You said Jeff. I I get it, but I, why would I send you a link? You're already on here. Why are you saying Jeff? Because the other guy's name is Jeff. Duh. I mean, that's a straight uh, boy, man. I don't know why my camera's not showing up. Oh, I know what you're doing, Keith. You're about to give conspiracy theories, and you don't yeah, want to be killed. It looks like you are You have to hit the camera mode. Like, uh... Well, I, I've, got a, I've got an external camera that I'm trying to use. but Did you share your screen? Yeah, let me see here. Why are you laughing, Dustin? Start my video. What the fuck are you doing? Okay, you're not laughing at me. That's good. No, I was laughing at you. Damn it. Hold on. We're gonna bring we're gonna bring a fourth. You know what? If you sit behind me on that damn plane, I'm leaning back on your ass. Okay. Okay, well, I mean, uh, I don't know what's going on with my camera. If you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Let's let's go. Uh tell us. So Keith, you know, we've done a couple shows together. We haven't uh we haven't broadcast in a while. I need you to fix the camera for the next one, but for this Uh, one. Listen, just tell us. I want to set this up. Keith is the biggest conspiracy theorist I know. As far as I know, he doesn't wear tinfoil hats or anything like that. But he's got a, a lot of really crazy conspiracies, but I love to hear him. So what do you want to talk about tonight with sports? Because I told you we were going to talk about the Astros, and you said, man, I, I want to do some conspiracy th- stuff about sports. Right. Okay, so – um. Well, hold on one second. My computer's okay. There we go. Well, I mean, as far as baseball goes, I, I you know I haven't watched in a real long time, but I'm a huge. I, I played baseball for a long time too. Uh, I used to be a huge fan of the Texas Rangers, as you know, I'm from Dallas as well. Cheating like that has been going on a long time in baseball. I played baseball for a long time, and I've seen a lot of cheating. Pitchers do a lot of cheating, too. So, I mean, it's kind of fair play almost if you really think about it because <clears throat> what was that guy? I can't remember. He put that tar stuff on his neck. You know, I've seen guys keep little Vaseline on their side of their pants, stuff like that. So, but I think the point your buddy was trying to make is, is like it, how pervasive that cheating was. It was the whole team in on it you know and obviously the coaches knew and uh, but i disagree with him in the sense that you know uh, the punishment was was disproportionate because ultimately it boils down to the coaches you know they, they are the ones who set the ethos for the team and and ultimately you know they failed their their own their team you know that's your perception <laughs> right, right. No, yeah you know hey again i'm not a fan anymore but uh as far as conspiracy goes with baseball i mean for me uh with all the sports just to kind of combine them all together into one conspiracy i would say it all just boils down to making money 
So with baseball, I think they lost me as a fan when they when they kind of got rid of that salary cap and you got teams that, that were always going to be mega teams because they always had the most money. And, uh, you know, which I think – That's a good point. Which leads into, like, uh, you know, where the game is ultimately fixed just based upon capital alone. You know, mm-hmm. um, but like, so, I mean, rather than me, like kind of go off on a tangent, I mean, I would like it, you know, if like, you know, maybe Dustin, you could play Maestro on some of it uh, because I, I can talk about all of the leagues. So kind of, I mean, if you want to go in order, however you want to do that, if you want to talk about a particular player, just remember that I haven't watched sports in probably 20 years. Well, and and I don't think that the conspiracies that you're going to talk about tonight have anything to do with what's going on in sports now. It's going to go back into like the – let's talk about the NBA because that seemed to be your big one was with the Michael Jordan era. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, people think of him as a deity. You know, I mean, I'm guilty of Jordan rules, right? Yeah, hey, I love Jordan, you know, but I think I sent him a couple links to some videos about the NBA. I kind of delved off into some of the other crazy conspiracies as well. But one of the things that the Michael Jordan thing pointed out the most was whenever he became like the star of the league, uh, before he became the star of the league, you know, you could foul him. He was kind of an average player. But then when he started getting all these endorsements and and making a lot of money for the league, uh, they kind of made it to where you couldn't get close to him without uh, being called for a foul. Uh, So that was, uh, and one of the videos, and I don't know if you watched it all, Dustin, but there was a a, a, a clip in there where they were taking pictures for the Dream Team and uh, Magic Johnson tried to lean on Jordan. He's like, wait, wait, can I I get this close? You know, kind of making a joke of like, it was kind of known that, you know, you can't get near Jordan. Well, and, and I think in those videos that you sent, too, it talked about Dikembe Mutombo, and, and he was saying that you can't dunk on, you know, he he couldn't get up on him, that he's never been able to, to do that. And in that game in particular, Jordan showed him that he could and got up on him and, and on actually him dunked on him in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, well, I, yeah, but I think that's – yeah, I remember that part. <clears throat> but but you know, I, hey, sorry to cut you off, Jeff. Yeah, to get no, to your no, point with no, Jordan, no, this is Keith. <laughs> Jeff's not Keith, joined I'm sorry. yet. To get to your <laughs> point, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, to get to your point, Jordan. When I said Jordan rules, yeah, it was like Jordan rules. Like he had his own set of rules. Is where you're going with this, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I think the league allowed it. You know, and 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 just just to kind of even take it away from Jordan a little bit, I want to say that it translates well over in today's game. Although it's not, uh, I think one of the points that, that that one of the videos I saw made was that that the league had invested so much into Michael Jordan that when he retired, they lost a lot of viewers and the ratings went way down. So now they've made it to where there's multiple stars and they kind of, uh, uh, rather than, you know, uh, laxing the rules and protecting that one player, it's kind of spread out and they use it uh, to create a storyline that everybody can kind of get into to boost ratings. Um, and, and then, you know, the other thing outside of that is that some people have made the point that only big market teams are the ones who get those those uh, championship opportunities. You know, although some of the smaller ones will make it into the playoffs and stuff like that, they're only there. To well, let me, let me stop you there, though, Keith. When you say that, when you say only the big market teams, let's look at like the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's not okay. a big market team by any means. Would you 
you would agree with okay. that, right, Jeff? No. Yeah. I, you look at uh, your Oklahoma City Thunder, Milwaukee Bucks now. Um, you look at uh, a lot of the teams having success. Uh, it's widespread now. It's it's a lot different. But I know where Keith's going with this, and, and I do appreciate it. Whereas there's a, a – you know, LeBron has his own set of rules because it's good for the game to see LeBron. The Lakers and the Celtics in the championship is way better for the NBA because it's Lakers – yeah, I totally know where he's going with this, and I agree with it. I think it's set up for your stars to play your stars and those teams be at the end, and I'll let Keith go along with that. I don't want to jump to uh, or presume anything, but I think that's where he's going with it. Oh, yeah, for sure, and I think – but I think that's – that That being said uh, is a little bit – it may be a long way from being rigged because – well, let's talk about how the NFL – does it you know and I think a lot of this is done through officiating you know so it's not necessarily the players um, and even the coaches could be involved with this and and I, I want to make an analogy and maybe both of you play this game but if you remember Super Tecmo Bowl and yeah. Bo and Jackson game if yeah and if you put if you picked the right play it didn't matter yeah you know what happened you were going to sack that quarterback you know what I'm saying and if you didn't pick the right defense they were going to so I, I think it's very easy for games to be set up that way. And, and, and you guys were making the point all along about how, uh, you know, watching the tapes is no big deal. You know, you know, the plays, well, there's three or four plays based on, you know, how, how what formation I'm taking and stuff like that. But it's very easy to, you know, call an audible. I, I think, I think that ultimately it boils down to officiating, which, um, you know, was proven by that guy, Tim Donaghy, from the mm-hmm. NBA who, who who cheated and he he said he didn't fix games but but if he was doing you know calling people for fouls there's other officiators in that game that that know he was doing it so they were all in right. and, and so for me when I look at it and especially now after not watching for so long when I look at the new games they just they it just just something really really fake about it. And this is not from, and there's like new rules and it seems really soft now. There's a lot like, especially with football and the way that, that, that the, the plays are run. It's like, it seems like it's been nerfed, you know. Well, let, let, okay. Let me stop you there because in those videos that you sent me, mm. when it talks about the Jordan era and Jordan rules and things like that, they actually said that, that Jordan would do even better today than he did back then. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. of the they probably foul. shoot twice the amount of free throws. Right, right. <laughs> really, mm-hmm. but, you know that was one of the things they say they used to cheat is is uh, you know um, if you look at some of their free throw averages before like certain particular games of teams you know I'm not going to call out you know specifics but you know they were like triple double triple the amounts that they would normally make because they were getting all the good foul calls um, in the game. You know. By the way, yeah. a Bill and Dallas Mavericks fan, when we lost to the Heat and and Dwayne Wade shot a billion free throws. Right, yeah. And they called all – they wanted the Heat to win that. That's – I hate to say it, but damn it. That's exactly right. And Mark Cuban, you know, he he even said it himself, and then they fined him for, for – Yeah, for speaking out on him. Right, and and that's like a rule, and 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 that was the other thing I wanted to bring up is like how um, how di- how the leagues became so different every time a new commissioner comes along, and, and they make these new rules. And one of the rules that they made in the NBA is that you couldn't criticize 
the officiate, the referees, you know, if you did, you're going to get fined. You couldn't even like make a motion or have a, a, a look on your face so, that you didn't uh, agree, uh, which was in the rules. You could be fined for it. Um, and I think that they were showing a clip of one of the San Antonio Spurs guys getting thrown out of the game while he was sitting on the bench by making a face or something like that. So, uh, you know, I think the officiating in the NBA is, is where they're really rigging the games just to set up those storylines, you know, to make, like you said, superstars against superstars. It doesn't always pan out, you know, but that's what they try to do. Yeah, I think, I think, I think you're right. It's not so much um, officiating favoritism, a certain uh, uh, player per se, which there are some of that. It's the way they call fouls, touch fouls, getting people to the free throw line, um, changing some of the rules to be the advantage of the offense, depending on who the superstars are. You know, it's funny how the NBA has kind of changed from it's not even a big man league. Centers and stuff don't – they're not as influential as they used to be. It's three-point line and, and having these tall guys that shoot threes and are – you know, I don't want to get too lost into that. But the big man's kind of coming back in a way. You look at the skills challenge the NBA All-Star – tournament and and it was big men in the finals of the skills challenge all across the board so it's interesting but to make a point you used to be able to tackle these the larry bird days and the pistons versus the you used to foul the hell out of people and it they got away with a lot of play now i think maybe not per se your conspiracy verse oh this person is getting fouls they've just softened up so much it it that the stars have the advantage because they play that style of basketball. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. And, and that's right. In the NBA, I think it's just the, the, the rigging is so pervasive. A lot of the people that I, that I looked at it, that I was, you know, researching, they just uh, blame all of it on, you know, sports betting and, and, you know, yeah. and things like that. And, and, and then, you know, ultimately keeping ratings up, um, which actually, Reminds me of why, what I was why like the number one reason why uh, I think like the NFL might be rigged because um, well number one if y'all watch the Super Bowl you seen how old Deuce stepped out of bounds before he got that that touchdown I don't know if you uh, for for the Kansas City and by the way I live in Kansas City so this right here me saying even saying something like this would piss off about all my friends. So which, which player are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. I, I You know, I, like I said, I don't watch it. It's the first Super Bowl I've watched since 2007. Um, but uh, the guy stepped out of bounds, and, you know, he leaned in to get the touchdown, and they gave him the touchdown. To me, he stepped out of bounds before he went across the goal line. But that's hmm. the question. You don't know what play I'm talking about. Oh, no, I there he is. Jeff. <laughs> Hey guys! What's going on? All man? right, Je uh, let, uh, Keith. Let me interrupt you for a second. Jeff, this is Jeff. <laughs> this oh, is you're the Jeff. You're this the is why I said Jeff. I'm always the other Jeff. Like there, there are so many Jeffs. Well, I uh, was Keith calling Keith Jeff earlier, so everyone's uh, Jeff, I guess. Damn it! Literally, you could just call every white dude Jeff, and they're like, "Yeah, that, that <laughs> works for me." So, uh, so I, I apologize, Keith. I, did, I was I didn't Don't want worry. to step in on your conversation, but you guys are uh, killing it tonight. Obviously, I don't have the the lighting that y'all do. Um, it, oh, look, I don't have a camera. Mine's just not working. Oh well, well, yeah, I'm ahead of you. So this this is pretty cool. Um, this 
So uh, I, anyway, get, get, get back to it, Keith, because I, I, like, I like everything you're saying. I don't agree with most of it, but that doesn't mean that it's not right. Well, so let me maestro this for a second. Yeah, please, please do. Yeah, Jeff, uh, go ahead and let's just get a – now, this is not Jeff Watson. This is Jeff Hunt. <laughs> Give me some of the ideas of what you don't like about Keith. Okay, well, about me not, personally, not necessarily about me <laughs> personally, yeah. but yeah. about what he's saying. I wish I had some pictures of Keith so I could just like, <laughs> oh, he's a big guy. It. So yeah, <laughs> oh well, never mind, never mind. I think he's a beautiful man. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, I've I've been hearing this for years. I'm a Jordan guy. I've been a Jordan guy for a long time. Um, the whole Jordan rules thing has bothered me forever, but. As I was trying to fix this, uh, some yeah, I think Jeff brought it up that if Jordan was playing now, he would be a better player. I, I don't I don't think they made the rules for Jordan. I think Jordan created a lot of the rules as mm-hmm. to where if there was never a Jordan and you could like the way they the way they were able to. I mean, I, I literally I'm old enough. Uh, you know, you guys are too. I was old enough to watch the way. Uh, the Detroit Pistons beat up on Jordan. That's exactly what if I was thinking would, in the playoffs. If, if they would have done that. They just beat the crap out of them. Yeah, I mean, literally. If they would have – if that would happen to Kobe or LeBron. Oh, yeah. Any, like, it, it would be over. Like, those – Bill Lambeer <clears> would have <throat> never made it past the second quarter of the NBA Finals first game. Oh, yeah, so, he was kind of a dick, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, it the, the, it wasn't skewed to to make Jordan win. He just happened to be the guy that exposed. That's a good point. The rule issues. Like he was so good that mm-hmm. like you know what what do we do with this guy? Like uh, you know we've seen that. Uh, okay, Jeff, you're obviously a football guy. You've seen these guys come along. Uh, you've seen uh, you see Michael Vick in two thousand. You've you know, Lamar Jackson this year exposed it dramatically. And, and then all of a sudden you have to come up with like, oh, we need a new set of rules. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't, you know, we, we've, we've treated this position with this amount of rules. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this guy's doing this. So mm-hmm. we've been talking all night about making analogies and, you know, it's the same thing as like, well, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know a shooting guard was going to drive in and dunk on my center. You know, right. basketball used to be, you know, you know, center there here. We go. Look at that. There I am. Hey, what's up? <laughs> there he is. Finally. You are wow. a beautiful man. I was not well, wrong about that. It, it took so, me a second to learn how to read. I looked down bottom and said, Pest Alt V, you idiot. So no, I, no, no. I pressed no. it real quick. Oh, no, by the way, I'm drinking uh, Boulevard weed. So. Nice. Oh, nice. I've got a. So I've been uh, smashing some bullet rye. Um, oh, there you go. So, so I actually edited our podcast from last night and was listening to you guys it's, it's been awesome anyway i want to get back on track okay so, so it was you know you have a center down here then you put your forwards out here then you got your guards out here whatever nobody touching anybody and then all of a sudden jordan's like well i only weigh 212 pounds but i will dunk on your center and then the refs are like well what do, what do we do with this and when you and when i say refs you know keith touched on this a little bit earlier like the league has to tell the refs like how to mm-hmm. officiate this they're like what do we do with this guy 
You know, well, I, I, you're right. You're right. You know, and I also, and not to cut you off, but no, no, I man, agree with that because four of us, everybody's going to get cut off. Right. Remember <laughs> when, and uh, uh, maybe it was in a video I sent to you, Dustin, but uh, there was a point in there where they're talking about uh, him getting, so his first pair of shoes that deal that he ever got with Nike. Remember the NBA banned those shoes where he yes. had his own shoes. Oh, so, I totally remember. Uh, so that, that, that in, so yeah, they were working uh, against Jordan in a lot of ways in the beginning. Uh, so, uh, but one of the other things I want to bring up that I think goes against your point is how Jordan was able to, um, uh, I think it was uh, Reggie Miller. He scratched his face and punched him and Reggie Miller got thrown out of the game and Jordan got to stay in the game, but then they suspended him after the game, Jordan after the game because people were so pissed about it. Who, so, who was the instigator? Did, did they get the instigator? I, I, for, the, I forget who instigated, but definitely Reggie. Yeah, I think Jeff has definitely an opinion on this one. So who was the instigator, Jeff? Jeff uh, Watson. Oh, I'm sure Reggie Miller. He was a yeah, bitch. Yeah, it was exactly <laughs> Reggie Miller. You know, Miller, Miller loved, like he was drama queen. Oh my god, <laughs> he could hit some three pointers. What he gets the Knicks in that freaking ten seconds was amazing. Anyway, no, it, okay, yeah. no, no, but no, but Jeff, you you made uh, so like a lot of people don't know this. Like I'm a huge NBA guy. Like I, I don't yeah, have right. the time to do an NBA podcast. Like I'm I'm about to lose my job as it is doing this shit. But <laughs> but no, but but you touched on it, Jeff. Is that Reggie Miller, Michael Jordan was his worst fear because he's mm -hmm. like, well, I can't just stand out here and be the best player. Like, this guy will stand out here and drive in. And of mm -hmm. course, LeBron James has taken that to the mm – -hmm. it was it was Kobe, then LeBron took that to the next level. Yeah. But you're exactly right. That is exactly why Reggie would do that. Like, oh, he can't let this guy just, just, just go do whatever he wants to do. And it's the same thing as, like, uh, you know, we saw it. We'll go, we'll go back to analogies. I, I, I love analogies. They're not always correct. But, like, it would be the same thing as, like, Tom Brady, uh, if he's watching Lamar Jackson, is obviously going to be like, well, that's not right. You know, we, we, you know we, have to, we have to have different rules because they're just so different players at the exact same position. So that's exactly why Reggie Miller would want to would want to incite everybody used to try and incite Michael Jordan. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They were just trying to get under his skin to get, yeah, to, to, to mess right, him but, up. I mean, yeah, but he talked a lot of shit too. I mean, he could. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh he was. Oh, he, he, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, there's another story I heard about Jordan and I don't know if you guys heard this one, but there's a story um, going out there and it's uh, the rapper chameleon air. And um, he was saying that he was at the a guy that's rolling dirty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was his song. Yeah, Chameleon there. And uh, he said that he was at a party and Jordan was there and he always wanted to meet him. So he goes up to him and Jordan's like, man, get the fuck away from me. I don't need no, you know, yeah. you know, in words around me. Fuck away from me, you know, things like that. And he said that it really, Chameleon there said that it really struck him. Like, you know, I didn't know he was, he was like that. And, you know, so basically he's like, fuck Jordan forever. You know, yeah. now yeah. after the, after meeting him like that. So, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of, and then there's the other conspiracy that, that was on the list that Dustin sent me that, you know, was debunked about how Jordan was supposedly just uh, kicked out of the league for a couple of years for, uh, for gambling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, hey, you but, know, but listen, let, let, I want to step in on this one real quick. Right. Okay. Because we're going to get into movies for just a second. Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> Not Does everyone again, right? remember the Oscar winner Space Jam? 
I, yeah, of it's, course. It's I. I live by that I movie. I raised my I raised my child by that movie. I, Jeff Watson, I'm going to call you JW. You remember that <laughs> Sorry, movie, Jeff. correct? Yes. Okay. It was even mentioned in that movie. There were scenes where Michael Jordan was on the golf course with Bill Murray and Charles Barkley and they were betting on golf. And it was a very much in your face joke in that movie that Jordan was a humongous gambler. Right. I mean, you heard I, about, you heard about the uh, Jeremy Roenick story not here recently when he went on a show and Jeremy Roenick said they played uh, 36 holes the morning of a playoff game. He drank yeah. like 24 beers and went off yeah. and scored 40. And he, all the money Roenick took him on the golf course, Jordan said, I'll bet you that, time, you know, in 10,000, Jordan went and dropped 40 something and – after 24 beers that day. Pretty amazing. So, the question that I have in speaking with this, because everyone knows about this, I agree with this conspiracy theory. You might say it's debunked, but if you look at it, if you look at it, he did his three-peat, right? Yes. Went and made Space Jam, came back to the league, and did his second three-peat. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it, it was wonderful. I don't think it has anything to do. He, the dude went and played baseball for the freaking White Sox and actually was a 240 here. No, it, it wasn't because of gambling. The minor gambling. league? The minor no league? No way. No way. <laughs> he was bored with kicking ass. That's what he was. Uh, I don't think well, he played. That was, that was when his dad died, too. That was a yeah. – I shouldn't – I mean, his dad, his dad didn't just die. His dad was murdered on the side. Yeah, like, his dad was murdered. That's kind of a weird bit too. of a moment. Hey, there's another conspiracy. Too. Okay, let's hear it, Keith. I know right. you've got all one for this. Keith? All people who make over $20 million have to give a blood sacrifice, and it has to be somebody close to you. So, some, you know, like so if you look at it, Kanye lost his mother in plastic surgery. You know, now this isn't that I believe this. This is just one of the I didn't say you believe it. I said that these were going to be out there. So $20 million. It's called the $20 million club, and if you want to get in that club, you, you have to have a blood sacrifice. I and, thought you uh, had to sacrifice the, somebody. Guy that, lost, that guy's name, uh, Bruno Mars, lost his mom. When, as soon as he got that the big contract, he lost his mom. Uh, what's that one girl, the black girl who was on that show? Uh, oh, uh, Wendy Williams? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oprah. No, uh, the girl, it's always Oprah. Uh, American, Idol, uh, American Idol girl, where her whole family pretty much got killed. And then the, the her brother or Jennifer something. Hudson there we go yeah so so and she oh, I thought we don't know she did do it I thought we were talking about Fantasia for a minute no I don't know who that is but yeah <laughs> but yeah anyway the 20 million dollar club there you go right. Keith I'm telling you I don't know where you come up with these things but are these just your conspiracies Keith oh no these are not my conspiracies by no means no you know what's scary is how you like what it's, sacrifices? Like, listen, not, not a sacrifice or yeah. That's what I was like, sacrifice. Jeff, I, was like listen, I got some family members I'm not that fond of. <laughs> Twenty million. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something right here and watch. This. Oh no. no! No, no, no! Listen, yeah. Uh oh. I don't Jeff like Watson. Jeff, I don't like the way. The no, I'm not gonna name who it is. Listen, <laughs> you say anything, Keith has a conspiracy for it. Give any topic. <laughs> any topic. Any topic. Okay. This is a good one. Um, any topic. Uh, 
Shit. I'm trying Shit. to get to uh, uh, let's go with, okay. How do you feel about uh, pharmaceutical industry? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, actually, I know a lot about this. So. <laughs> oh, oh! This is, why do you why do you throw him a softball? There Jeff? is no conspiracy for me on this one because I work in that industry. Oh, now there's not a conspiracy. Right, I've done my so, research. Bitch. So it just really depends on on what I mean. There's no conspiracy. The drug. So uh, basically, the U.S. pays or subsidizes the uh, cost of the pre of prescription drugs for the entire world. That's why we pay so much. What? I don't think that's a conspiracy. I, I believe that. I just, it's the truth. It's yeah. just the no, that, truth. That feels it's like all the truth. It goes down to. Wow. Mm -hmm. I feel like, man, I feel super <laughs> awkward right now. Like, like, like dad hit mom at the dinner table. And we're, <laughs> oh, that's real awkward. Uh, so here's the thing. Okay. Jeff Hunt, now you give yeah. him a topic. Okay. So, um, Olympic curling. Olympic curling. Oh, <laughs> I'm a curler. See, nobody well, knows okay, that about okay, me. So Are you really? I'm yes. to go curling. It's, it's I mean, awesome. curling. I don't have a conspiracy for curling. I knew it. Not specifically. Not specifically. Oh, well, Listen, there's no conspiracy. He's it's about to get in your ass person. sideways. But I got, yeah, I am going to go sideways here. This is going to be sideways. <laughs> it's, all the, it's all the Emperor's Circus, you know. It all doesn't really mean, ultimately, it means nothing. It's just a distraction. Distraction. To keep us from, from, from focusing on. So it's like on. a distraction from, uh, uh, what is the world power? that we uh, The Illuminati? Uh, the Illuminati. Yeah, well, I mean, if you, Illuminati. No, I don't, mean, Jeff, we no. We used to you're, call you're, it the new no, world. Oh, I said the wrong buzzword. Uh, hey, no. <laughs> You didn't say the wrong thing. Because you just opened up Hell's Gate. To me, this is the first Illuminati podcast ever that had Illuminati and curling in the same sentence. I right. <laughs> hey, broken well, ground I here, mean, gentlemen. They invented that game. Did you not know that? Who? The Illuminati? I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. No. You, everybody got quiet for a second. What? No, no, no. There's without a doubt all white people invented that game. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. In the coldest of regions with nothing right. else to do. Right, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is the funnest uh, game on earth. Okay, hey, take it's, it it's easy. Hilarious to All watch, right, take man. it easy. Those guys are, are fucking brushing that ice. With, like, hey, no honestly, Jeff Hunt, <laughs> how sore do your legs, your thigh, or your hamstrings get after that? It's 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 really not that bad. Um, oh, are you you actually do this? Oh yeah, I'm a curler. Oh, that's, that's yeah, cool. like nobody knows that about yeah. me. I always, okay. always keep that in the back. Okay, Keith, oh, wait, are you? So do you live up north uh, or something? Let, let me hit the pause for a second, Keith. Don't yeah. tell him it's cool. Okay, do not <laughs> oh, feed. The, do not hey, feed hey, this. Hey, it's 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 pretty obscure, man. You gotta it's give like, him his props. I mean, okay, so obscure. so so I, there's there's two analogies, and everybody can relate to. You either like darts or you like golf. So if you like golf. The analogy is: Imagine it's a putting competition, but your but your two buddies can help you get the ball in the hole. Uh, yeah, right. And if right. you like darts, you know it's imagine you like throwing darts, and then people can you know uh, blow a fan to right. help you hit the bullseye. It is. Yeah, it's just, Tony, yeah. it is. It, it's actually. It's one. It's one. Just of the, like I call it a game. Making friction or something, huh? Yeah. So are you like the? Do you do the? Squeaky, squeaky thing. Absolutely. You do it all. You you rotate. 
There's no positions right. in curling. You rotate. So do you have Olympic hope? It's shuffleboard on ice, baby. Yes, it's exactly what it is. You I've just got to put some salt there real quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Because every time we go to play shuffleboard, I'm like, you know I'm a curler, right? Like, just <laughs> so right. everybody knows so I don't, don't get in a bar fight. Because hey, where, where do you get that equipment at? Where do you go to curl? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. There's a lot of questions. I live in Ohio. Here. We've got an awesome club that oh, okay. so, yeah, in yeah. Columbus. Oh, Ohio. Oh, there's whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So we have there's curling clubs everywhere though. Uh, and Vegas, Vegas has actually some of the. How close clubs. are you to Lima or Lima? Oh, uh, nobody's close to Lima. Are you we're, Dayton? Oh, are you some, east like Cincinnati or what? No, we're central. I'm central right Dayton? here. Dayton. No, Dayton's uh, – Dayton, Jeff, we, I just thought for a second you were asking him if he was single because you're like, are you Dayton? And then I yeah. thought, nope, nope, it's Dayton, Ohio. That's the Texas twang, baby. <laughs> no, uh, I'm Central Ohio. Dayton would be uh, Western Ohio. So if I had to drive to Dayton like right now, which I – believe me, I should not drive to Dayton yeah, right don't now because I'm a half a bottle in. But uh, it was it's probably three and a half, four hours. Oh, um, crap. Yeah, you're way away from yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, if you uh, – so – if you know where the national championship uh, high state Buckeyes play, uh, <laughs> Jim Trestle, we are we are we are just east of that. We are just east of that. Cardell Jones, Ohio State Buckeye XFL. What do you think? Absolutely, no, I love it. I, I mean, how? I mean, you don't have to ask. So me. How much do we love? How much do we love Cardell Jones? Like, I, I do like him, but he he's fell in the But anyway, he's a great now, listen. You know what, though? Like, you can't go to the Chargers and succeed. Phillip Rivers didn't succeed there, and he's going to be their greatest quarterback ever. Hey, Jeff, I would love to talk to you about conspiracy theory, Keith, about why the hell uh, um, no one draft pick. Joe uh, – come on. Joe Burrow? is like totally dissing the Bengals. Like, please hey, don't draft me. Hey, oh. Jeff. Hey, Jeff, you want to know something? Know. What? Uh, yeah, because obviously you haven't listened to all my all of our podcast. So my son played against Joe Burrow. Okay. Joe Burrow knocked my son out of his last two playoff games. Oh, so, oh. Like, you you get that as a as a as a player. Yeah. Like, so yeah, we know Joe Burrow. You hate okay. his guts. Yeah, he's so before, right down the road. before we move on. <laughs> Sorry, man. Absolutely, like, this is great. He's like, I gotta stop. He's like, I gotta stop talking I, I, to Jeff. I'm trying to move these orchestra around. Here's the thing, Keith. Before we move on to the next topic, best conspiracy theory right now. Uh, Q and I. I don't know what that means. Okay, well, there uh, a lot of people might know, but I mean, it's it's getting a lot of kind of like bad press. I don't know really what's called, but I followed it for a few years now, but it's this, it's this conspiracy. I mean, I, I wouldn't call it conspiracy theory. It's more like, um, it is pro Trump and don't get me wrong. I have no skin in the game. I don't vote. I don't care. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but I'll say that a lot of the information that he was posting on these four chan and eight chan boards for a long time is actually like kind of come to fruition this past couple of years. So it's a, uh, uh, it's kind of like a, one of his sayings is future proves past. So like some of the things that he says in the past kind of like comes true in the future. Um, so I mean, if if you look into it, it's it's really too deep to explain. But these are people. Some of the people are really, really super fanatics, and and I bet anything uh, J Dubs 
buddy at work knows who QAnon is. So if he wants to ask him about it, uh, he might get some more info from him. But uh, QAnon is probably the biggest, like, quote unquote, conspiracy theory that's going around right now. Okay. I, I'm going to tell you, Keith, I know no more from when you started talking <laughs> to right now of what, what is that fucking conspiracy what is theory is. I have no idea what that I'll say, so, okay, so, what they, so what they say QAnon is, is, uh, uh, Go ahead, man. We're all friends here. How do I, how do you say it? It's like, a, a military intelligence, uh, operation to where they release information that doesn't get put on like the mainstream media and stuff like that. So it's kind of an, an antithesis to, to like what you'll find on like NBC, CNN. Okay. So, so give, give us an example Fox and things like that. So, I mean, well, okay. So to give you an example, um, when you think of the, uh, some of the better stuff, um, well, okay, way, so it, it gets it gets way too deep, but but they but ultimately it really boils down to one thing that they say, you know how Trump is saying that they spied on him and that he, his campaign that they sent well, spies into his campaign. Well, these are things that were were, were said um, uh, back in 2017 um, by QAnon. So it could be Trump hiring somebody to just put this information out. So that he doesn't isn't liable for it, you know, because some of it is a little bit, uh, it's not classified. But I, I think honestly, it just boils down to how what his posts uh, have the followers do. So he'll make, just kind of make a statement or ask a question. So you'll go and you'll look into that particular person. So whether or not it be like someone like say Maxine Waters or Adam Schiff or or Nancy Pelosi or. Um, someone like uh, even Robert Mueller, you know, now for me, it's nothing new because I follow conspiracies for a very, very long time. But what QAnon does is, is it exposed people to a lot of uh, a lot of new people to conspiracies that they quote unquote conspiracy they may not be familiar with. OK, so, for instance, uh, one that um, I said somebody's name, Oh, for, for instance, well, for me, it's like this, like people are pissed at, at Trump. And I and they will support someone like Robert Mueller, who lied about WMDs. And QAnon doesn't speak about any of this. This is my personal opinion, okay? Because I follow politics heavily. But um, Mueller lied about WMDs, and a million people died in Iraq. You know, most of them were children. And and I don't want to get too dark, but people are, are are behind him simply because they don't like Trump. And to me. I, I can't get behind something like that. To me, that's like, you know, uh, pretty hypocritical to say, oh, you know, this guy's, he's the new Hitler when really Mueller had a lot to do with a million people dying, you know? So uh, not to get too far off, but some of the QAnon conspiracy gets into these kind of subjects that people don't really think about, you know, uh, who, they, who they're actually supporting and, and, and things like that. So for me, uh, it's nothing new. It's just, but Keith, to get to your point, what's frustrating and the reason I, I don't probably watch mainstream media and I probably should, I watch it when I need to around election time or something like that, but it's, right. you don't know what the hell's what out there. And, yeah. and you add conspiracies into that or theories and, and mm. maybe even real conspiracies. It makes it impossible to decipher all the gosh darn bullshit. Oh, it, yeah, it's, so it's like I don't even want to participate in that shit. Right? No, no, and that's the that's the that's the 
that's the thing about uh, QAnon is it's not uh, it's not something that's so conspiracy because it'll literally point you to like documentations and it's and it's not anything that's hidden. This is, these are things that are out in the open. That right. It's, Some of the best things. Conspiracy. I mean, take for but instance, is, the like he asked me what the biggest thing is. Yeah. That is, you know, there's a lot you know, more funner conspiracies out there. You know, like. Like we could talk about blood sacrifice, or we could talk about. <laughs> nope, let's not do that. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> hey, it's. It might, I think it's better than getting into politics because because people hate Trump, and and listen, I don't. I, I hated Trump before. Even you know now I have no. Like I said, politicians they all they're all the same to me. Uh, but I have a We're hard on time fire blaming somebody right now. who gets eight years in in um, in office versus Nancy Pelosi. Has been there for like 30 years you know what i mean yeah so it's it's uh corruption's been rampant so for me for people to be so outraged it's just it's it's a it's a, a pretty funny joke it really is but we're gonna we're gonna move on a little bit uh and get past these that. conspiracy theories but since we have you guys here um let's talk about this so I brought this up and I wanted to talk about this house and, and I guess it kind of falls under conspiracy theory. Um, there is a house in New Jersey that a family paid uh, $1.3 million for. Uh, they bought this house and what they found out was as soon as they moved in was that they couldn't live there because there was someone called the watcher that was actually watching them. So let's take a look at the video real quick and then we'll kind of move on from there. Okay, we have a love top golf. By the way, who's ever done when a New Jersey family moved into a new home, they began receiving disturbing letters from someone who called themselves the Watcher. Now, after years of torment, that family is finally speaking out. This is the now infamous Watcher House at 657 Boulevard in Westfield, New Jersey. The stately 3,900 square foot home boasting six bedrooms, four baths, and one very disturbing mystery that kept the Broadus family from ever moving in. Just three days after buying the nearly $1.4 million home in 2014, Derek and Maria Broadus say they began receiving threatening letters from someone who identified themselves as the Watcher. The anonymous writer, who claimed to keep a close eye on the house, referring to the couple's three small children as young blood in a series of menacing messages. The Broadduses opened up for the first time about the terrorizing ordeal to New York Magazine's Reeves Wiedemann. The first time I read the letters, uh, I got goosebumps. I've never seen anything like it uh, outside of, of kind of a horror movie or, or a Stephen King novel. In one of the letters, the Broadduses say the watcher wrote, my grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Why are you here? I will find out. The Watcher seemingly haunting the Broadduses. He told New York Magazine they lived in fear and became obsessed with trying to figure out who wrote the letters. Derek Broaddus says, I was a depressed wreck. They hired a number of experts. They hired a former FBI agent to try to create a profile. They hired a private investigator uh, to kind of look around the neighborhood. The family ultimately moved in with Maria Broaddus's parents before deciding to put 657 Boulevard back on the market. 
The house never sold, becoming a local urban legend. The identity of the watcher still unknown. We all have our theories, you know, high school kids, who knows? The cryptic correspondent striking one last time in February 2017. The Broadduses say a renter received a letter listing various forms of revenge, along with the message, you are despised by the house, and the watcher won. All right, thanks. Uh, I thanks wonder what happened to that guy. Yeah, no, he's right there. Um, <laughs> you don't have to wonder anymore. That was a Dude, Carson Daly. Yeah, Carson yeah. Daly. So, there we go. I'm gonna do, me, I was like, uh, I'm, I'm going to do full disclosure. Uh, I started this story out. You wrote because, the letters. No, no. <laughs> uh, I actually have a subscription to Reader's Digest. Uh, it is, yeah, I, I do. I do. Jeff, don't shake your head. Listen. It's good. You asked me how many calories were at least National Geographic shows. I just want to say I like having two Jeffs on because have you have you ever read the go ahead. Uh, have you ever read the jokes and, and those things? Are, the, the, they're awesome. Uh, they're Terrible. great. And I spend every single bathroom moment with a Reader's Digest. <laughs> I, if I don't have my phone, I read the shampoo bottle like everyone, every normal person. Why do you have a shampoo bottle in with the what? toilet? That is a good well, question. I can reach across, you know, to, to the bathroom. Do you not have a half around. bathroom? Uh, what's uh, I've got one that's got a stand-up shower, yeah. Okay. That's like, uh, like one and a half or something. So full disclosure. I found this article in Reader's Digest. I thought it was super interesting um, just to see nerds. this. So this family spent $1.3 million to buy this house. They sent some guys in to renovate it, uh, and they started getting these letters that said, I noticed that you're having renovations done to the house. Uh, I know how many children you have. I've watched through the windows. You don't know me. There's a lot of cars that pass by. You don't know which one I'm in. But I am watching the house. Uh, the 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 walls will run red with blood and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yes. <laughs> this house just sold for four hundred thousand dollars less than. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, there. Uh, that's probably somebody. Yeah, they want this. Is a real estate scam. There we go. A watcher. The, the watcher guy. So <laughs> let's go around the circle, starting with you, J Dub. What do you think about this story? Fascinating story. Good find. Um, knowing all what you've just told me, um, I don't agree with the lady at the end that said, oh, it's a bunch of high school kids. No, I don't agree with that. Hmm. Uh, this was a fifth-generation homeowner that lost the house in a gambling bet. <laughs> In the watcher, oh, you're going conspiracy theory. I'm, we got the conspiracy guy. The watcher said, "Screw that! I'm getting back the property I lost." Watcher bought it for four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Uh, Jeff Hunt, your ideas on this? So, it, um, what I what I assume is there is a a, a skinny blonde real estate agent. <laughs> like uh my husband has threatened for me to get a real job and <laughs> she's like i don't know there's ghosts in this house we we, we you might want to get rid of it as soon as you can uh drove the drove the price down well then- let, let me stop you though 
these people bought the house for $1.3 million. They never moved in. Not one box. They never moved in. They bought it, did the renovations, were getting the letters while they were doing the renovations. They did the renovations. Too. They did the renovations, never moved into the house. They lived with her family and uh, then sold it for 400000 less. So I think they purchased it. it for $1.3 renovations add on so they lost a couple oh of, they lost a, a couple they, yeah oh yeah the correct answer is the the couple that bought the house uh the, the the gentleman went out and had a great time at the local strip club and then got they power and they're like it's we over. gotta move we gotta move yeah i don't care what this costs you i'm out so i was trying i always try to avoid the the uh the stripper you know conversation but that's what it always we, hey hey jeff we embrace the stripper conversation uh, all you, right you know take what? it easy <laughs> you got well to be fair y'all from dallas that is like that is yeah like, strippers fall off 20 foot poles here yeah, like if if there was an orbit <laughs> That was a great one. Like I don't even I don't even know what to do with that episode. So uh so yes, yes. I and for the record, when I was in Dallas, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Okay, good. Yeah, Keith? I, I, I didn't realize you guys uh, I didn't know it was a little I think I think that I think they bought the house and decided that they didn't want it, so they started writing these letters to themselves to try to get out of it. Maybe he and, lost and like, then, his fortune or job or something. Yeah, and then by the time, by the time, uh, you know, uh, uh, by the time they got around to selling it or just deciding to sell it, this it was too late. The story was out, and people were, you know, worried about buying the house. You know, so uh, the person who was buying it decided to send themselves letters too. Hey, this article you know, I pulled up the price on down this? to four hundred thousand. Says that, bro. It says. Some other Westfield residents suspect the Broadduses may have been sending the notes themselves as part of yeah. some twisted real estate scheme. Yeah. Jeff Hunt, um, <laughs> as buyer's remorse, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's that's what I think. It's all sure. It's we've all been there. We've all been there. You know, it happens sometimes. I, I'm I'm pretty sure we haven't all been. Some, there. Sometimes you buy a million dollar home. And you're like, fuck, man, what did I do? We don't all get blood sacrifices. And then you're like, shit, now they want me to kill my wife for $20 million. Oh, goodness. Um, nope. Blood sacrifice. Here's my Keith, question to you, gentlemen. Keith, if your wife ends up dead, we had no part of it. Question I, my, yeah, no, I, I'm going to give you all like a few million so that you're in you blood sacrifice. So all, if I go down, we all go down. Oh, crap. Keith is the next <laughs> Kanye West. I'm going to step, I'm gonna step away oh, for no. just a second. All right. I, I think you might have to go to the bathroom. Let's have yeah, at, least we're, at least we're down to one Jeff. Yeah. It, it's we knew a at lot some point. We yeah. knew at some point we'd have to decide. So, so here's what I think. I think that the watcher's real. I think it's someone that doesn't want them in that house and that paid attention. And because, like, in everything that I've read in my Reader's Digest, uh, this family, I don't know why everyone's laughing. Reader's Digest is amazing. No, you're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Hashtag my, my nerdy is crap. My no, it's not. Reader's Digest yeah, they, uh, was the leader of the eighties. Yeah. I, I read him. I read him heavily back in the eighties. Well, let, let me explain to you. Let me explain my fascination with Reader's Digest so much. 
my mom goes to a lot of like estate sales and flea markets and stuff. Mm. She actually finds me old readers digest and oh, yeah. gives them to me as presents at like Christmas. I love them. Because, no, I'm being serious. It's awesome. Like the, the cover, the color of it and everything. Like, listen, I want to learn, but I want to learn in a shortened form. <laughs> and that's what readers digest does for me. Oh, Shout out to oh, Reader's man. Digest if you want to sponsor dads that drink. <laughs> I tell you, uh, if you get sponsored by Reader's Digest, I just, yeah, oh man, I will double it. Yeah, listen, uh, ask AARP listen, too. That's exactly what I was thinking. I get the double whammy with Reader's Digest and AARP. <laughs> yeah, and you could, you can, uh, yeah, and we could get somebody like Brian Dennehy to like sponsor us. You know? He's oh yeah, he did right. <laughs> He can start. He can start selling uh Visalis. <laughs> I I I actually would. Well, Wilford Brimley's dead, right? I think I, he I is. Yeah. No, I think he's still kicking. Oh, get the is fuck he? out of here! There's I, no I think way. Wilford Brimley's still alive. So, because you know, of those prescription drugs that he took. Listen, <laughs> he could do. Oh no, man! No, no, no! Blood sacrifice, and he got a drink. new body. So he oh, he's listen, money. Keith. He's way past the twenty million mark. He made that yeah, years ago. I, I know, but he also, you know. By the way, it makes reminds me of something real quick. That will okay. add on to that All conspiracy right. theory. Have you seen the video where it's it's um, uh, James <laughs> Brown and he's going to make a deal, a new deal with the devil, and at the end of the video, he gets a new body. Have you seen that video before? No, no. It's on, what check the it fuck out. Are you looking at on the internet? It's real. It's it's a video. What do you want me to do? It's James Brown made real. the video. James Brown made the video. What you want me to say? He made the video. Wait, 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 wait Jeff, oh, listen, J Dub. There's another video. You're, you're listen. You're you're com- <laughs> You've missed so much. You have no idea what happened. We're talking about James Brown now. Oh, that he made a deal with the devil. Not only did he make a deal with the devil, he shot a video while he was making a deal with okay, the listen, devil. Okay, listen, listen. So many devil, devil, like the, the show Crossroads, the guitar Look at, Hey, uh, do, do a search real quick. Google it real quick, Dustin. And just sit, put uh, James video, Brown. James Brown, deal with <laughs> devil. Just put it in. All right, hold and, on. And, but it's a long video. We're not going to be able to watch it, but I'm telling you. You uh, know what? That makes sense. The video is just, just, just really awesome. Eddie Murphy, James Brown. That was uh, that meant hell, hot in the hot tub. Ow! That was hell. Yep. Got it. Okay, James Brown. What? Uh, put deal with the devil or something okay. like that. Just deal with it, bitch. What the fuck has <laughs> happened to this show? I know. I, I, I know, I, right? Here we go. I, I feel. I uh, feel. There, I see feel that? Uh, go down. I think it might be that. Tony. Forgive my language. This one right here. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. But but let me know, preface it's a long this. video. Okay, wait, the- wait, wait a minute. Let me preface this. Yeah, this needs a preface. <laughs> like if anything ever in the history. Keith, of the- I don't think this is a real video. It's James Brown, Clive Owen, Gary Oldman, and Danny yes, Trejo. Yes, yes. Okay. It's obviously it's a produced video. I, okay. I, yes, I All understand right. that. All right. What I'm telling you is the subject matter of the video. Well, you're saying it's telling his story? I don't know if it's telling a story, but I'm telling you is in the video, he, he hires a driver. Okay. And he, ha- and he goes to this place and he's like, the, the guys, he says something about like, the guy's a little weird, but don't worry about it. I'm just here to like make it. In. So he gets to the, the devil, which is played by Gary Oldman. 
And he says, hey, man, I'm here to make a new deal. See, I can't perform anymore. I'm getting old, right? So he, he says, okay, so, so what, what is it? And he goes, well, I want to, I said, here's the deal. Let's make a bet because the idea is that the devil loves to bet, right? So the bet is that his driver can beat the devil's driver. So they I have, have heard race. the devil went down to Georgia. Right. This is kind of like a devil went down to Georgia type of story, right? So that's all I was saying is like, but if you want a real video, like that's that's real. There's a video of uh, of uh, what's that guy, Bob Dylan. Oh, we can one. watch that one. There's a video of Bob Dylan saying that he sold his soul. What? Look it up. They sold his I'm, soul. Keith, it's I'm, a short I'm video. I'm with you, man. I'm so, looking and, it up. And Selling say, your soul, you either have to sell your soul or a blood sacrifice. No, the blood sacrifice is for money. You've already sold is your selling soul. your soul not for money too. You sell, you sell, you sell yourself no for fame. Is it you either sell your soul yourself but or you sell off a loved one? There's levels. That's to it. There's levels to it. All right, Bob Dylan. What uh, sells his soul to the says, sells his soul to the devil? Sells his soul to the devil. You have great typing skills. Thank you very much. There you go. See the third one down or. No, no, no. The third one down there. You this can look one? At the debunked one. Yeah, look that one, right? Oh, oh wait. this one, the fourth yeah, one. Yeah, you can do the one that says debunked. I don't care. I'm just telling you what he says. Oh, yeah, right. let's do that because it makes you All look right. weird. Debunking idiotic Illuminati. <laughs> what is happening? Okay, so he asked him a question. You'll see. I'm, I'm okay. I, I think it's hilarious too, but I'm, I'm just telling you like... the video exists. All right. Oh, hold on, we talked listen. about Illuminati already. Hold, hold on. Let's listen real quick. And Michael Jordan. <laughs> I can't. I can't see what he's saying there, but I blame Cardell okay. Jones. Enough with I realize at time that the press, the media, they're not the judge. God's the judge. The only person you have to think about lying twice to is either yourself or to God. How did he get James Earl Jones to do his voice? I just figured it relevant. Why aren't they showing the clip? See, that's what, uh, I don't think they're going to show the clip. Um, Are you looking it up? Because I can hear you typing, Keith. No, I'm not looking it up. Okay. Let me see. Let me. Let me I got to be forward. honest. I'm an Easter standard time. Like we stopped typing a minute ago. <laughs> Why is it playing shit backwards? Hold on. Why is it backwards? Nah, nah, this it's rock. like playing Iron Maiden backwards. This it's, is the Yeah, no, go play a different video. This was bullshit. They're not even showing the clip where he says it. So, I mean. This is how Motley Crue Yeah, that one. Yeah, turn, turn it. They're not even showing the clip. I begin the book by, by telling the story. The devil's controlling the internet. All right, I got to go maestro back. this thing. All right, everybody yeah. relax for a second. Let me play the clip. I feel so Yeah, find the clip. Go back. It's not in this video, obviously. <laughs> this, this is the one you told me to watch. No, I well, because I was okay with the debunk debunking what? part of it. I want it to be debunked. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. I do not. He, he does say it, man. Uh how about and, this one? Deals with the devil, a brief musical. No, go history. down a little bit. Let me let me see if I can find it here. I can't. It is that see okay. There oh, here we go. 42 seconds. Bob see, Dylan admits he sold his soul to the this. That's the conspiracy. They put it so far down the But list. it could be a pun. It could be a pun. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Here we, I'm ready. You're still out here doing these songs. You know, you're still on board. I don't third language, but that's okay. I do, but I don't take it for granted. 
Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. I, mean, I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where um, I am now. Sh should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? On <laughs> this earth and, in, uh, and then in a world we can't see. Bob Dylan has okay, been nominated. Was, was that Optimus Prime? <laughs> well, there you go. To the one so he the, made a deal with God in my interpretation of that. You think so? Yeah. Well, for you himself. Know, uh, you know, uh, I waited for that guy to go back to hey, him and him be like, I just interviewed Bob Dylan. And he's crazy as a shit house rat. Yeah, he's he's exactly <laughs> as crazy as I thought he would be. Well, there you he go. made a deal. He there made a go. deal in a third world dimension where he was on acid and shrooms to some interdimensional being he in a, a freaking black hole, and came back to him and said, "You're good, dude." <laughs> Listen, That's kid. It. You know that I love your conspiracy theories. You right, know that. There you go. It's, it's, you you it's know I love them. That dude is so high in yeah. that interview. I don't think he knew what he was saying. Yeah, don't count. <laughs> <laughs> it might not count. Well, hey, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just one. He literally just, was. Oh, I thought he was talking about One of many examples yeah. of people saying these things, you know, they're out there. I can't, you know. If, if, Guys, if do you, you want me to get a list together? Any topic that you bring up. Keith has a conspiracy. It's so awesome. We reviewed Rambo First Blood, and he had a conspiracy theory about it. What Wait was it? I can't remember. What was Is it? it? You yeah. said that the CIA, CIA made it. That they made the movie? That they were in on it. Yeah, they, wanted, it was... they wanted a good reflection of Vietnam veterans, huh? Did I say that? I, I have don't no remember, idea, but I, I have to go back and look at it. I mean, because to me, I would say it was probably something more like mind control, you know, like how the CIA had the mind control. Yeah. I think that's what I remember. It was about. That, that's, that's something what, like that. That's what I was Yeah. Thinking. Yeah. Something like that. Fun um, note about that movie, though. Uh, Sylvester. Not to be mistaken with Pussy Control. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the song. The song. Right, yeah. Yeah. The song. song. Prince. Song. Yeah. Because yes. yes. they're, hey, there ain't no Pussy Control. That's what I meant. Yeah, the song. Okay. But Sylvester Stallone decided to take uh like seventy five percent of the lines out of that movie because he thought it would be more impactful if uh John It J. was he was right. I yeah. agree with you, Jeff. He's tugging heartstrings. That was a that was a direct I love how the Jeffs are connecting. Ah, that's yes. what we do. Yeah. Do you guys just run into other well, Jeffs? We're an and endangered like... species. There's only the, like the, this just make a deal though, Jeff. There ain't but eight. Not spell your name with a G, do you? No. Uh, G off. If you did, we couldn't be friends, bro. No, no. That's, that's a yeah, yeah. We don't we don't fuck with a G off. Yeah, fuck no. G off. <laughs> G off. Yeah. No. Jeff's Jeff's been here for a minute. All right. So let's move to our last topic of the night because I gotta tell you, we fucked this show up. So this is good though. This is the best show. No, had. no, I no, believe I it. So, it I don't think it is. I think I ruined everything. No, 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 no. I no, love no. this. I can Listen. talk all night. Let's get, Hey, let's keep this freaking train rolling, baby. Uh, okay. Well, we'll keep rolling through this topic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So I haven't sent this to anybody, but 
I wanted to talk about the top 10 advertising jingles of all times and um, what each person's memory of those were. Okay. Give me a break. And well, here's the thing. No I have a commercial for each one of these jingles. And so let's start with McDonald's. I'm loving it. Okay. I'm loving it. Now, does anyone know who that soulful voice was on there? Oh, Jay Timberlake. That's exactly right. Justin was Timberlake. It? That Ooh, is Jay exactly Timberlake. right. That's a guy pounding Wendy Williams. <laughs> That's exactly I mean, like all I get is a dude pounding white. Not the Wendy Williams I was thinking of, though. So Wendy Williams is a pretty white name, though. Like, it, like that's probably Wendy Williams. There's a good chance that her name is Wendy Williams. Well, here's the thing about it. What made it so funny was, like, he's like, you remember that lady that's on TV? And I'm like, <laughs> Oprah. And he's like, no, no, no. And I said, oh. Wendy Williams. And then I look it up, and it's fucking Wendy Williams, but a completely <laughs> different one. Yeah. So I wasn't that dumb. Hmm. No, I'm not saying you're dumb. Yeah, man, you were like half right. I mean, you yeah. were right. You were right. It was Wendy. I was freaking advanced technology thinking, actually. Okay. So, I, I mean, is Wendy Williams like a, a dude far, or but... is she like a girl? I always, always question. I okay. Know. So, so what does everyone think of the McDonald's? I'm loving it. Uh, First yeah. off, who eats McDonald's? Uh, I do. Every once in a while. Do I you? Say I don't. Yeah. Their fries are still the bomb. I only get I get the same time, same thing every time. I don't eat anything different. See, I it's I, the same thing. Yeah, what do you go nine. with, Keith? What's your go-to? Number nine, just the regular little cheeseburger that I ate when I was a kid. A grilled cheeseburger. The rest of it. No, you know the little little. It's the all-American meal. I think they used to call it. That's a number Two nine. cheeseburgers just, and french fries. There we go. And I, really? I, I eat just one of them and the fries, and I'm, it's, I, you know. I, I'm yeah, down. I don't, I don't mess with nothing else. Yeah, it was cold here this morning. I had a little extra time. I went, I, I'm not going to lie. I went and got some sausage, gravy, and biscuits. I'm not they have okay. sausage and gravy? They got gravy? Yeah. No, it's actually really good. It's, oh, okay. it's oh, like really? surprisingly good for being McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. Dustin, yeah, what's on. your go-to order there? Oh, a McRib. My, oh, my gosh. I'm just yeah, fucking with you. That thing is disgusting. You can't be fucking with no McRib. You can't have a Nordatrack and a McRib. Like, no, that thing is fucking disgusting. Oh, I'll, I'll eat a McRib. I don't care. Oh, d fuck that. I mean, you know, I, 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 mean, like, like I said, I like order the same thing every time, but I remember. Uh, you know, I, I you know I tore down on a couple of McRibs in my time. Oh, those things are fucking gross, <laughs> Jeff. So mine's gonna be oof, oof, oof. I don't eat McDonald's often. Uh, I used to a lot when my son was younger. It would be a double quarter pounder with cheese meal, baby. Damn. Okay. I think me is chicken McNuggets. Oh, yeah, you can't fuck with McNuggets. Yeah. Well, what, what, when I'm being fatty, nuggets come on the side, baby. Okay, all right. I caught you baby game creepily, whatever. Here's our next one. Kit Kat, give me a break. Give me a break. One, two, three, four. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat Give me a break. Break me up a piece of that Kit Kat bar. 
damn, I would buy that right now. Yeah, my nephew's watching from uh, the Marine Corps over in California, and he said All that right. his go-to is four Ooh, chickens and a Tropic Berry Sprite. What? Oh, four McChickens and a Tropic Berry Sprite. Four McChickens. I'm not going to argue. That costs McChickens are pretty good, though. They have a yeah, good the McChickens are good. Mayonnaise, tartar. I don't do McDonald's anymore. I, I really don't. Jeff, I don't think they have tartar sauce on them. <laughs> a man, like a mayonnaise McFish. Whatever. whatever, dude. Uh, yeah, you know, what, and that commercial right? is the the, the, the uh, packaging, you know, to remember how it used to be packaged like that. You know, it's kind of nostalgic because now it comes in that little, you know, it's all one piece now, but they used to have that foil wrap inside the paper. Yeah, well, okay, so talking about that foil wrap, does anyone remember ding-dongs being wrapped in a oh, yeah. foil? Oh, yes, I do. Do you remember how they, they said ding-dong, yo, ding-dong in the uh, in the uh, I'm Fat video <laughs> <Yeah>. by <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic? It's like ding-dong, yo, ding-dong. Remember it. Say, man, you ain't fat, man. You ain't nothing. Ding-dongs were so good. So were Twinkies. Yeah. But, all I remember from that is you remember the joke when we were kids that said, how do you get a Twinkie pregnant? You throw it in a barrel with a bunch of ding-dongs. I never, <laughs> never heard, heard that joke. Oh, what? That's comic gold. It is gold. I agree with you. That's a great I, joke. That's, that is. That's, that's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that. I'm going to keep that. I got a stand-up coming here. I never heard that. That was great. I'm gonna keep that. Yeah, great. It, like, I just, do you have a stand-up act, Jeff? What's that? You have a stand-up act? Uh, I kind of got, I fell into one last week, uh, from my podcast. It was a whole, you thing. fell into a stand-up act. Yes, exactly. That's just, no, um, that's not exactly. Oh, let me explain how Jeff does things. He goes, Hey, I would like to do that. And then the next day he does it. Yeah. I admire that. Yeah. I met Dustin, what, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, day ago. Really? Yeah. 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 I'm already pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna uh, be all right, baby. Though, Do not I wish you had an Oscar Mayer wiener. This is a good one. Speaking of pregnant, we this move on to our <laughs> next commercial. I wish I was Great. an Oscar Mayer wiener. Nice. Class attention. Forward march. Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I truly like to be. Cause if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. A big parade is so inspiring. Oh, I'm glad I'm not an Oscar Mayer wiener. Yeah. That is what I never want to be. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, there would soon be nothing left of me. Oh, I love Everybody. to be. Ah, I love that. All meat. All good meat. All meat. All meat. All meat. Uh, there's no fake meat or flavor. Everyone would be in love with me. Next week, you handle just the refreshments, Freddy. Yeah. Now, what's up? Hey, let me ask you guys this. Okay. First thing that strikes me is how long the commercials were about. Yeah, I got get a little bored there in a minute. Like revolting. They paid probably so little for the commercials that long. Well, shit, if you're bored, imagine what the people listening to this thing are. <laughs> that that whistle in there was so shrill, man. It's like, uh, I cannot. That was a great that. commercial. That, that was, was a good commercial. Like, 
He's like, I might not like a wiener. And they're like, yeah, you do. And he's like, oh, no, no. Okay. Yeah, oh, no, I, I like wieners. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I like it. Yeah, I, love uh, it. I didn't eat Oscar Mayer wieners as a kid. I, I ate like rodeo hot dogs. Do you remember rodeo oh, hot dogs? Oh, uh, like those were the cheap Roadback Mountain yeah. or what? Yeah, man. They Damn. were 67 cents a pack. Yeah. Roadback Mountain? That was that was them ones with those little pieces of gristle in it where you <laughs> get that little gristle surprise. No, I yeah, just he, threw it in the microwave. If you threw it in there for a minute, it would just blow the, oh, yeah. the hot dog hey, up. Best sandwich my dad whistle. used to make growing up, he would take two of the, the hot dog slices, cut them in half, lay them down on the bread, yeah. cheese, microwave, 30 seconds, boom, magic. Boom. Oh, man. I think the best one I made as a kid was when you take ham, right? Like the just the deli meat ham or whatever you get in the package. And then you put a piece of craft uh, cheese, the craft cheese slices, yep. on the bread, put it in the microwave, melt it for a minute, and you have a hot ham and cheese. Yeah. yeah. Word. That works good on croissants. That's how I used to do it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Or I would say croissant. Croissant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me explain. Parlez-vous français? Oui? Jeff is, no, yeah, Jeff is really big on his French stuff. So. Uh, hey, we can tell. That was Japanese, my bad. Oh, yeah, you know what? There's so many languages. You're I get them all mixed up. You're obviously fluent in so many languages. You, I'm, I'm so diverse, I don't even know which one's coming. <laughs> all right. So we yeah. move on to Subway, the $5 foot long. <laughs> Wait a minute, is, it, is there going to be a pedophile? <laughs> Godzilla is only five dollars. You, you see that? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not just me that sees this, right? Yeah, right. Oh. Everyone sees. It. Okay. To say thanks for making Subway Footlongs famous, get any piled high regular footlong for just five dollars. Five dollar footlongs. Hurry, a celebration this great won't last long. Yeah, we only lasted like eight years. Now. <laughs> we all know about Subway. Everything that happened to them. Uh, I don't know what to say about this. Um, this is this is uncharted territory. So, so I will say this. I will say this. I, I will break the uncomfortable ice. Uh, I work in the construction field, and when these commercials were kicking and the five dollar foot longs were kicking construction workers loved it it was a go-to they knew exactly where to go for lunch and it it, it everybody went to subway you know for lunch to get the five dollar they knew what they were going to spend you know blah 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 so it was it was a big part of my that makes a lot of sense actually oh yeah, no, that's, no, that's, they were, no i mean that's where i can every, remember seeing a lot of construction guys in line thinking about it, especially in rural areas no oh, yeah i also well, there's some of the them, commercials some i also saw commercials. a lot of construction guys on the village people album cover uh, yes it doesn't yes the exact same construction guys oh it's the they same guys love a foot long got it <laughs> it's, it's the exact same guys 
Oh, man. All right. So let's bring up the next one. Now, this one from where we live is huge. I don't know about where you guys live, but this oh, commercial yeah. this commercial plays constantly. I remember these. The Empire Carpets. Oh, yeah. 800 500 Empire. Today. I do remember that. Today. Wait. Today. Hold on. Hold on. Today. Jeff, I'm going to need you to go ahead and sing along with this one one more time. 800 I said like five, four, seven hundred. What about whatever. the uh, Mike I think Hammer you did eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. It's highly possible. Five, two, three, eight. <laughs> I'm from Dallas too, man. I remember those commercials. Yeah, commercials. man. They and they play them. What about uh, you know which ones that they're Dallas that that most people from Dallas wouldn't know is that you remember the oldest Suzu commercials? That guy. Uh, oh, what was what was it? Uh, he was a cowboy and he wore the big old sunglasses and he, it was in a Suzu dealership. When I went to Dallas, this is what everybody was wearing. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. just, it was just a bunch of dudes in cowboy hats. Right, I bet. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. recall what you're talking about. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll find it. Actually, I'll find it. Yeah, because I, I know, I know it's. You'll know it when you hear it. How about uh, State Farm? Like a good neighbor. Yeah, that's been a good one. Stuff take oh, what is going on in here? Uh -oh. It's okay, relax. Watch this. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, Dave. Wow. Is that your agent? It's the jingle. Try it. Uh, no. Like a good neighbor. Just say it. State Farm is, is there. With a sandwich. Oh, yeah. And the girl from 4E. <laughs> and can I get a hot tub? Nice. Find out what else State Farm agents can do for you at Y Agent. Can I need a hot tub? Hey, James Brown. Hot oh, tub. there you go, James. Oh, it's back. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's it's the James Brown universe. They're all tied in together. Now, here's a cereal that Jeff and I have actually talked about. And it's a garbage cereal. Garbage. Garbage. Whoa, easy. Whoa, take it. Okay, listen. It's the worst fucking cereal ever made. No. What is? What is it? What's Lucky the, what Charms. Is it? Oh, Can no, I have some hard that. marshmallows? Oh, I don't really like cereal. So. Very uh, plain What's wheat the cereal with the with with the bear that they actually made them stop producing because it was so bad for you. It was like sugar snaps. That sound right? Sugar no. pops. Sugar yeah, snacks. No, yeah, that's that, a frog. That's a frog. Yeah, they made them stop making them. They were so bad. They like admitted they were so bad. They made him stop making them. Listen, bad Jeff, tasting or bad I think food? you're yeah. That, it, thank you, Jeff Watson, for pointing that out. I think you're misunderstanding me, Jeff. Okay. These, this cereal, tastes like shit. It's with marshmallows. With mar, shitty marshmallows. It's like the hard shit, like your pebbles and your shit. It's a hard, small marshmallow. I think it could literally cut your mouth open. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. Not like... You uh, know, uh, Captain like Crunch. Yeah, Captain oh, Crunch. You know, like, I'm Jeff Watson and I talked about that. You can Don't talk have, shit about Captain Crunch. Yeah. You can only have one bowl of those, though, because they fuck your you mouth. You have to give it a five-minute soaking. Absolutely. Five-minute soaking period. Yeah, but you don't know that when you're a kid. You're just hungry. That's right. 
Like you had, you had one night a week or one morning a week. You woke up. Your parents weren't up fucking with you. You could eat whatever you want. I would dump as much Captain Crunch in the bowl as I could, you know, before they were, you know. And the roof of your mouth was so raw. Yes. Ruin it. Yeah, bro. that's what my, my nephew just said on the on the live show, that, that he said it destroys your mouth. Oh, it's, it's, like it's he, so delicious. It's and, and if you add a Crunchberry in, oh. oh yeah. Crunch Peanut butter Captain bread. Crunch, Crunchberry, Oops, Allberry, Captain any of them. Yeah. Lucky Charms, on the other hand, can eat a bowl of dicks. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a polarizing, polarizing. It's delicious. I'll make a cottage and hide inside with the Lucky Charms. Crunchy oat cereal with marshmallow surprises. Pink hearts, yellow moons, orange stars, green clovers, and blue diamonds. Catchy tune. Wait, yeah. I ain't seen that for a minute. I didn't realize that they put um like uh grains and some pancakes and like a in a an entire balanced meal and then a bowl of cereal. Like yeah, right. if you eat this and all this, you're good. Yeah, that's part part of a little balance. Yeah. Okay, so this next one, it, since this is Dad's a Drink, we all have kids. Um, I'm a big kid now. I'm a big kid now. Everyone remembers this one, right? Yeah. I'm a big kid, look what I can do. I get dressed like a big kid too. New from pull-ups, training pants that make kids want to train, as no diaper can. With just as much protection as a diaper and new big kid designs that look like real underwear. Your child feels like a big kid in pull-ups, and that's the best motivation there is. Mommy, wow! I'm a big kid now. Now pull-ups jumbo packs have more value than ever, with at least four more big kid pants per pack. First off, what the fuck does that mean? With at least four more big kid pants. Kids with no underwear, baby. Like they're just randomly putting that shit in the package. Right. You're gonna get at least that. That was a commercial for milfs. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think there was an undertone there. Listen. Uh, yeah. I, like I pose. I pose the idea that you could take this commercial and put old people in it, and it would be the same <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> I think you're right. Cause I'm this close. Like St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Like I could use a. I could use a pull up. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got a couple more. We got two more. And then uh, I think we're going to have to wrap this show up. We've gone All three right. hours. Like, what do, what do you think, J-Dub? I regret everything. You want to do. Uh, All right. Alka-Seltzer Pop Plop Fizz Fizz. Oh, what a relief. The beer and the burgers, the light and the noise. The three is still here with the boys. Ah, those lovely bubbles for aches and pains with upset stomach. Alka Seltzer works fast. For acid indigestion, try Alka Seltzer Gold. Gold. Yeah, I've never heard of Alka Seltzer Gold. I don't know if that's a thing. Unrealistic uh, bowling scene. 
No cigarettes that, that, or smoke. That, yeah, Alka-Seltzer gold back when Alka-Seltzer was good stuff, you know. No, not realistic. Kind of like when smoking. my mom used to take Dexatrim. Yeah. No. All should be smoking in the Your wife mom took Dexatrim? Well, yes. yeah, when, when I was a kid, I remember, you know, the Dexatrim. Yeah, Dexatrim. that stuff is like for real legalized speed from what I Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, it definitely was. That was meth before meth was cool. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, I remember the pills, you know, I remember the box and everything, you know, it was, she had them in her bathroom, but they were diet pills, you know. Yeah, um, that was what? worth the whole show. That was, that was meth before. That's what they were back then. That's what they were sold. This was in no, the you, late no, 70s, like but they were sold as diet pills. cut, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, listen, when I was in the military <clears> – <throat> we would do you know like forced road marches and stuff to and this this genius got the idea that uh he would take six rip fuels before <laughs> a road march oh my gosh yeah he died oh, man. Uh, look, <laughs> see how short i made that story he died oh, story short All right. yeah. yeah thanks for cutting to the chase yeah i, I didn't want to drag it on like oh and on the you know on the road march he was no he's dead yeah well i mean that's all i come yeah. So, all right. Here's our last one. Stuck on band aid. It's stuck one. on you. I am stuck on band aid. Stuck on me. I am stuck on band aid. Cause band aid stuck on me. Yeah, right. That's what the fuck were they thinking with this commercial? They're putting water like, oh, it'll stick on the, in the water, but... They showed way too many old girls in water and shit. Yeah, I was like, like some dude was like, how many ways can we get little girls wet? And then after they saw it, somebody had to be like, no, I was bad. I was, that, that was, was not a, good. That was a, way too a horrible commercial. Yeah, right? Song, peaceful. Viewership, alarming. Yeah, that, that's horrible. Uh, and also, uh, just a side note. Fucking band-aids do not stay on you in the No, absolutely not at all. Back, not those. Especially those back then, no way. They were oh. the first thing to come off in the bathtub. Yeah. That's why they sold so many of the damn things. Listen, right. you think about when you were a kid swimming in a public pool, how many fucking band-aids floated past you? All of them. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh. Fucking disgusting. I think we've exposed something here tonight. We might want to do a documentary on. Not to mention all the tampons I saw floating around. Whoa. whoa okay. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I knew that would get you. Unpack this one for a second. Let's stop. What the fuck were you swimming in that tampons were flying all around you? <laughs> well, I was on the girl swim team. That makes more sense now. Not more- really. Just, uh, just a random tidbit for you. Uh, okay. No, no. Honestly, nightmare situation. I won't tell you the details, but yeah, it's right I found now. a floating tampon in a public pool. Right Not now. found. <laughs> it crept up to my left ear about a foot away. <laughs> oh. Saw it. Never went back to this pool. Gone. Bye bye. See ya. Man, if it, if this was my show, I'd tell you a story about a tampon by my left ear, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> no, by all means, go ahead. Yeah. 
Keith, I didn't even any conspiracy theories on the tampon industry? That came out of that? Nope, nope, nope. I mean, no, I don't. I, you know, that's one I, I couldn't think of off the Even top of my head. Even conspiracy theorists won't fuck with tampons. Conspiracy yeah, theory: I mean, tampon versus tampax. Is there a conspiracy versus that? Have you ever seen the movie? I think it's called. Uh, I can't you got remember what it's called, but, it, but but the woman in it has, uh, I think it's called the disease called vagina dentata. What? Have y'all seen that? What movie? does her vagina have teeth? Yes. Oh yes. my God! So I that completely like just guessed that. It's I can't teeth. remember. What is it called Teeth? It's I called can't Teeth. Remember. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's yes, a crazy it's a horror movie. What the fuck that. are you two what? doing in your spare time? No, <laughs> well, it is called Teeth. Hey man, you know what? I look for really obscure movies. Yeah, and there's there's some that you know Come I can't out. even like. Movie review names. next week. Vagina Teeth, whatever it's called. No, I'm pretty sure that Dustin will, will ghost me after this. Like you guys <laughs> talked about it earlier. I'm pretty sure I'm ghosted. Seriously, there's a movie? Here's, here's the yes, only thing that movie. I'm worried about. As Keith goes, yeah, it's this chick. First off, that you knew the scientific name of it freaks me the fuck <laughs> well, out. Well, it's in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What okay. And second, that Jeff hopped on so quickly and was like, oh, I saw that fucking movie with a girl with a vagina teeth. And you and I were like, what are y'all doing? And this is coming from the movie guy. Yeah. And and my nephew here is posting, it's called Teeth, before yeah. you guys said it. Yeah. Listen, I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing, but you've got to find something better to do with Hey, your man, time. I heard, all I heard was Vagina Dentata, and I was like, I got to see this fucking movie. But you know what? Last week we talked about Gwyneth Paltrow's Vagina Candle. She had, what? No, 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 no. Uh, not, Vagina Cinecandle. Was it Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. Oh, oh, I did. Oh, yeah. I seen something about that. Goop? No, you yeah, don't have. It's seventy five dollars, and it's sold. It's out. sold out. Sold out. Yeah. I bet it's funky. <laughs> oh no! It smells like bergamot. I love bergamot. Bergamot. What is I think what that? I want, and that's what like I want in a candle. Is I bergamot. bet it smells what like salmon cakes. Like. I bet it smells like Iron Man. Oh, there he rolls. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we've gone long enough on yeah, this show we're gonna, tonight. We're gonna, yeah. Let's keep talking about vaginas. I think we got all night, right? Nope. I think that's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, not there slow, you go. There you I go. think we've gotten to creepy territory. No, no, no. Nope, that was my we bad. We don't talk about yeah. this. Yeah, we yeah, we don't want to do this. Kids in bathtubs to vaginas, like you just can't do that. I will maestro this thing, but uh, I cannot that was, maestro that. No. Well, there's also that movie with the uh, the guy who has. All penis right, take dentata. it easy, Keith. He's what? <laughs> there's that movie where the guy has penis dentata. What is that? I'm just making shit up. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> He's talking about snakes on a plane. Oh yeah. It's oh okay. I don't Black think snake. No, you guys. Uh, I can't thank you enough. This was a no, blast. no, absolutely. Uh, you guys go listen. Let's go around the horn. Uh, J-Dub, I want you to stay on after we get these guys off here. But, Jeff Hunt, anything you want to promote? Uh, yes, I want to promote you. Like, everybody should check this out. I uh, I can't thank you enough for being on my podcast this week, which is uh, Jeff Needs Help. Uh, I can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, all the tidbits and everything, for inviting me on your show. Uh, this was an absolute blast. I'm kind of addicted to it. So, Great. Thanks, everybody. Uh, it was nice to meet you, Jeff Watson. We're yeah, you're welcome talk. anytime. Anytime for real, yeah. in my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dustin's like, no, well, not anytime. Like, not anytime. The guy we'll just goes, we'll yeah, I saw that vagina movie with teeth. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah, so, uh, no, this has been an absolute blast. I, I, I appreciate it, and it's been great to meet you guys. And uh, the, the, the podcast with, uh, with uh, Dustin will be out tomorrow. I was editing it, actually, as I was listening to you earlier. So, great. Everybody, everybody check that out. All right. Well, uh, Keith. Yeah, hey, man, I had a good time. Uh, it was a little bit random, but it was still a really good show, and I appreciate you inviting me back on. Absolutely. And, you're, yeah, you you're a cool dude, man. I, I enjoyed it. Awesome. I, I, y'all are going to be regulars to me. I think this is a sure, lot. Of, it really was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed just the it banner was. and the back and forth. I really did. Yeah, anytime, man. Let me know. I'm, I'm down. I'll, and I do have a million conspiracies if y'all ever have any questions he's not lying he has a million (laughs) conspiracies all right well we'll check you guys later um and uh i think we're gonna get out of here uh guys this has been dads that drink tonight you have four dads on here that definitely have drank during this show uh we've gone to some places i didn't know that we were gonna but we did we appreciate you guys joining us, all that watch the live show, all that are listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next week. I'm DJ. That's Jeff. That's another Jeff. And Keith, we appreciate you guys coming by, and we'll catch you on the next one. See you guys right. later.